The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents High School Football. Now do you run the ball a little bit here with Wyatt Ellers and Gavin Avery. First and goal at the four. Ellers rolls to his right. Rolling, 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 running for the pylon. Stretches. He's in. Touchdown, Centennial. Today, it's live coverage of the Nebraska State Championships for Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Shireman will take the snap, has time to throw, rolls to his left. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it's going to be caught in the end zone. Touchdown. A deep lob pass out on that left side for Kane Reichert, and Reichert will score from 44 yards away to end the first quarter. Over the final two days of the season, six programs will hoist a state title trophy. And you can hear every game right here on ESPN Tri-Cities. It's time to crown our next state champion. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And good evening, everyone, on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and Classic Hits Power 99. It is time for the third of six state high school football championships here in Lincoln as the Class A premier class of the state of Nebraska tries to bring us a great football game here tonight between the top seed Bulldog Burks of Omaha against the team, the only team, Larry Baker, in all of the state finals to have multiple losses, and that is the Grand Island Islanders. We'll discuss that in a moment as well. But Grand Island here for the first time since 1990, and as everyone listens back in the Tri-Cities, with all due respect, uh, we were riding up in the elevator with folks from Grand Island, and you know that Kearney and Hastings and everyone in the Tri-Cities area is pulling for these Islanders tonight. The Metro has won 14 of the last 17 Class A championships, including last year in that outstanding Kearney High game where Omaha North was able to come back and win that football game. Omaha North looked like they might be a team that could do a lot of damage, and maybe they could have been here tonight too, Larry. They were up. 24 to nothing in the opening round of the football playoffs against Grand Island. Well, yeah, they ran into a Grand Island team that went ahead and ended their season. But it is just great, Doug. Two years in a row we get outstate Nebraska, if that's what you want to call it, uh, represented in this game. Really what is the premier game uh, in Nebraska high school football every year, the Class A contest. And it is nice to see. Uh, outstate Nebraska works really hard, you know, and when you think about it, uh, with what we've gotten this year, uh, even in the other classes, very well represented. But this Grand Island team is a great football team that's done it the right way, worked hard. And this Omaha Burke team, Doug, is a team that has been so very close and for the last several years has thought to be good enough to get to this game, and they just haven't been able to do it. So they, too, feel like it's their time. Omaha Burke has never won a state championship. They are 0-3. Grand Island is 1-2 and in the finals. Grand Island has never played a state football championship in Memorial Stadium. It's been since 1990 when you played at home sites that Grand Island played for a state championship. Yeah, lost that year to Papillion La Vista when they had Reggie Cahill and Jason Ball and all those great players. Lost the game at Memorial Stadium in Grand Island. And before that, 
uh, lost a game on the road at Coniglia to uh, Omaha Creighton Prep. Grand Island's been in a lot of state finals. They've won state championships in football, uh, that's for sure. Um, never here at Memorial Stadium since uh, the things have changed, but uh, you know, Tex Harvey won a state championship. Kenny Fisher won a state championship, uh, and then they've played for many others. Uh, so it, it really is a storied program, and, and same thing with Burke. Burke has been right there, uh, as, as I said a minute ago. So Class A, very well represented tonight. And uh, this is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99 at ESPN 1460 and 1550. We're so glad to have you along with us here tonight. And obviously, with the way things work out in the world, it was one week ago today that Grand Island lost Kenny Fisher and uh, the the 91-year-old coach uh, had his services uh, late last week, and they will be wearing special decals tonight to uh, honor the coach. Yeah, not only that, but you lost uh, Tex Harvey uh within the last month as well. And I, I think it's really important to point that out. Tech started that program at Grant, in a sense, like in making it great. And then, of course, was the athletic director that had everything to do with hiring Kenny, uh, Coach Fisher. And so there's no doubt about that. And, Doug, there's, it's, it's a weird feel. And I'm sure every team, if you dug hard enough, but understand this Grand Island team, it loses Tex Harvey. It loses Kenny Fisher. Grand Island also in this last year lost Rod Shada, uh, and Damon Shada was on uh, that um, Islander football team that played for a championship at Creighton Prep. The Galvin boy, a very big part of this program here. We know he's no longer with us. Um, so there's a lot of that from the perspective of those stories uh, that are around this program right now. We will have a chance to hear the preview of tonight's football game from Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report, who is so gracious to do that for all of our state championship games. But in case you missed it earlier today, uh, the Western teams represented very well for about seven quarters. Mullen did get uh, outplayed uh, late in their football game today in Class D2, uh, where they fell in the championship game uh, 56-26 to in a game that Mullen was ahead 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, uh, and it was just too bad. There was just ended up being a little too much offense out of the Johnson-Brock team, and there was a little bit of an injury, I think, with Edis that, that hurt things a little bit uh, as far as that goes as well. But a fantastic football game uh, that we got in D2. And Burwell gave Creighton, who had blasted everybody. They had won their playoff games by an average of 47 points. The closest game they had all year was to West Holt, 42-15. to That's 27. Burwell probably should have won the football game today, but a late turnover cost them in uh, in Creighton territory at about the 25-yard line, and uh, Creighton was able to get a couple of first downs and run out the clock for a 32 to 30 victory today. Creighton winning their first state championship going wire to wire as the number one ranked team. Burwell being here in the finals for the third time in four years. Yeah, it'll sting for Burwell. Two fourth quarter fumbles, Doug, that cost him the football game, uh, no doubt about it. They also gave up 505 yards rushing today to Creighton. So, uh, tr- again, just a tremendous. It's not very often we get games like that. We have had two incredible football games to start today, and I just don't see any way that we close tonight in any other fashion. Well, three more tomorrow. We're going to look at starting lineups for the Class A Final Omaha Burke and Grand Island when we return. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, and those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. 
these children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99 and Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off, for the Bulldogs of Omaha Burke, the center is number 50, 6'2", 230-pound senior Mason Williams. The guards on the right side, number 68, 5'11", 240-pound senior Dylan Sales. And the left guard is number 71, 6'190-pound 190 senior in Joe Carnish. The tackles on the right side, number 55, 6-foot, 260-pound senior Hunter Jones. And on the left side is number 67, 6'1", 265-pound sophomore Nolan Olofsson. The tight end is number 81, 6'6", 200-pound senior in Chris Hickman. The wide receivers are number 3, 5'9", 160-pound junior Michael Payne, and number 4, 6'1", 190-pound junior Xavier Watts. Your halfback is number 24, 5'10", 170-pound sophomore Braden Pomier-Williams. The eyeback, number 14, 5'10", 175-pound senior James Burke. And the quarterback, number 6, 6-foot, 185-pound senior Tyler Chadwick. The head coach of the Omaha Burke Bulldogs is Paul Lamongi. Here in the past three weeks, to get to 12-0, they defeated Papillion La Vista 43-20, Lincoln Southeast 35-13, and Millard West 35-28. This is their third time in the state final. They were the runner-up back in 1980 and in 2011 for Omaha Burke. For the Islanders of Grand Island, their center is number 51, 5'7", 205-pound senior Reed Beebe. You look at the guards now for the Islanders, and that'll be number 53, 5'10", 225-pound senior Riley Krolikowski, and number 56, a 6-foot, 280-pound senior Mateo Martinez. The tackles, number 54, 6'2", 220-pound senior Javier Cruz, and number 55, 6'3", 280-pound senior Eric Allen. For Grand Island, they like to spread you out. There are three wide receivers and leading receiver. Number one, six foot, 160-pound junior Brock Douglas. Number nine, 6'3", 180-pound junior Carson Cahoy. And number 24, 5'10", 185-pound senior Brayton Rivera. In the backfield, your fullback, number 11, is a 5'10", 180-pound senior Timo Sykes. The eyeback, number five, 5'7", 170-pound senior John Riley. And the quarterback, the 6'2", 190-pound senior, is Cole Evans. Head coach of the Islanders is Jeff Tomlin. They come in with a record of 10-2 and after rallying to beat Omaha North. They were down 24 to nothing. They won 38-24. They were down two touchdowns to Millard South. They come back to win it 27-24. And they came from behind to beat Bellevue West in the state semifinals. 37 to 30. Their two losses were in double overtime to Millard West and to Lincoln Southwest, 21 to 7 in back-to-back weeks, Larry, when they were out quarterback Cole Evans. Yeah, and that was the difference uh, in the whole thing. Evans goes out in the Millard West game, uh, and it, it, it took a little bit to get things 
worked out. He's such a fabulous football player. He runs the offense, pretty good defender, but he runs this offense, and it's a balanced offense that wants to throw it and uh, uh, wants to run the ball, so it's important for him to be there. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. We had a chance to get a preview of tonight's Class A championship game. Here is Huskerland Prep Report's Bob Jensen. Well, okay, you can't deny mojo. All right? you, you, you can't. You can't deny that feeling. Um, but the, the, thing that, the thing that gets me about what Grand Island has got going right now is they, they have obviously won any way that you want to win. I mean, they were desperately far behind against North. Could have started dusting off uh, the basketballs and the wrestling gear and all that. Did not. Came back and won it. Came back the next week. And then maybe the hardest thing of all that they've done is that they took a whole bunch of gut shots from Bellevue West and just kept outscoring them. And you're talking about one of the most explosive offenses um, that our Class A has produced in the last 20 years. I mean, honestly, uh, that is a program that's made its living by, by just driving people into the ground. And uh, Grand Island won that game. And I, I tell you what, I think I speak for anybody who has ever known Jeff Tomlin. And I don't want to make this about only the coach, and coach will hate it, just me even saying this. But outside of, outside of, the, uh, outside of the Omaha Burke community, there's a whole lot of people in this world that are pulling for Jeff Tomlin. And uh, I think we're all happy to see him get a coach at Memorial Stadium, get a coach for everything that matters to a, to a football program. And I, I, here's the deal. I do think they're going to win. I think, I, think, I think Grand Island sees this through. And I'd, <laughs> I'd be saying this if I was on Omaha radio. There is just something about what's gone on with the Islanders. And uh, I do think they can win the championship. Bob Jensen, Huskerland Prep Report with us. Let's break that Class A down just a smidge farther here, Bob, and tell us about Omaha Burke. We know about the future Huskers. We know that they had some injuries going into the postseason, but with Grant Allen and Carney on the other side of the bracket, we really kind of focused on that here over the last three weeks. Uh, tell us a little bit about Burke and uh, what they will pose as problems to Grand Island. Here's the deal. Uh, there may be a better running back in Class A than James Burks. Okay, I'm not going to say there isn't. But I'm telling you what, there is no tougher running back in Class A, maybe any class, to bring down than James Burks. This kid, I don't know, he claims to weigh 170 pounds, whatever. We'll find out when wrestling starts. But it doesn't matter. Hit him once, hit him twice, hit him three. Bring everybody. Uh, the kid is just, uh, he, he's like a shark swimming through the water. He only knows one thing, and that is to go straight ahead. I love watching that kid play. Um, that, that's going to be really important. And the other thing is there's all these people in Class A, and frankly, Burke has got about as much star power on his team as maybe a Class A champion team has for a while. And an example is Tyler Chadwick, their quarterback. You know, just between you and me and the handful of people listening, kids thrown for 2,500 yards two years in a row. You wouldn't even know he was a varsity starter. So, you know, it won't be just running that Grand Island's got to concern itself about. They've got to be able to, um, they've got to be able to defend the pass a little bit, and that is not easy for a high school team to do. I do know that when you see Burke's offensive line, you think, huh, we can handle those guys. I wouldn't bank on that, all right? Uh, they're not oversized, but they are ferocious. And Dylan Sales uh, is, their, is their leader in the line. He's a captain. He's number 68, I'm pretty sure. And he's a perfect example of what makes Burke football tick. Um, kid's a tiger. Kid's a tiger. He isn't the most talented kid, but, but he'll do about anything to get you blocked. 
legally, of course. You know, Burke's got a lot of got a lot of stuff going for it, and that doesn't even begin to talk about Chris Hickman and Nick Henrik. And the fact is that, well, Nick Henrik is expected to play on Monday. Now, how effective he'll be, I don't know. Uh, not really in the breaking news business, but Coach Lamangia did tell me that he would play. And so, you know, if nothing else, it'll be fun to watch. Nick is a tremendous kid. Both him and Hickman, I guess, spend a little time with, and Burks for that matter. They're really good boys, and they're the kind of kids that you would pull with or pull for as long as they weren't playing Grand Island. So there you go. And that's Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report with our Class A preview. Grand Island and Omaha Burke ready to kick it off next. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. Back after this on ESPN and Power 99. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. It is time for football. The winds are blowing out of the north at about 8 to 12 mile an hour. It is 35 degrees, makes it feel like 28. Grand Island gets the ball here. Omaha Burke won the toss. They deferred. Grand Island will receive, so Burke will kick with the wind at their back coming out of the north. Uh, Grand Island alum Larry Baker, Doug Duda, our producer engineer Cassie Sloan, ready to bring you tonight's state championship game. The Islanders have to quit playing from behind in the playoffs, Larry. Can they get off to a good first-half start? Well, that'll be the key. They're going to face an awful good offense. And with Henrich now playing, he hasn't played the last couple weeks. He, of course, is the Husker recruit. I believe he's going to be an early enrollee. He's a really good football player, so they're going to have to be able to get through him. But, you know, weather-wise, Doug, you bring up the weather, this feels a little bit uh, uh, sunny for these guys after what they played in last Friday night. Brutal, brutal conditions uh, where it was in the teens, and they played on ice field fields. Well, Grand Island, Brock Douglas will be the deep man, waiting for Burke to get set for today's kickoff, and we're glad to have you along with us. Of course, tonight's games and all our games are also available online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com, our Internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Lexington, Holdridge, and right here in Lincoln. So glad you're along with us, the only radio that brings you every one of the state championship games. We've had a couple of competitive ones, a real good one in D1 today. Three more tomorrow. We're back on ESPN for all three games. At 10 a.m., it'll be C2 Centennial. The runner-up last year will take on last year's C1 champ, Norfolk Catholic. And then it's Ord and Aurora at 2.45 and tomorrow night, Class B. Omaha Scott and Scott's Bluff, the actual one and two seeds, made it through into the Class B final. Yeah, and in Class B it made sense with how Scott, uh, Class B's been gutted. They really only had four teams in that thing, Doug, that 
out of the 20 whatever that that were left but it's a thick field to get through the class a uh piece i'll tell you that right now and they're getting ready to kick it off you can be good and not play here there's no doubt about it grand island ready to go kicking it away tonight for omaha burke is colin campkin the senior has it teed up and hoping that he can put this through the end zone the left-footed kicker or excuse me, the right-footed kicker is going to pooch it, and it's going to be taken short at the 27-yard line up to the 30 to about the 32, and that's all we can get here for Grand Island. But that's pretty good field position. Omaha Burke deciding they didn't want to give the speedsters a chance to return a bit. Yeah, I think they were trying to hit a hole and run under it uh, where they kicked it back across the field, and they had their speedsters over there. I think they were trying to maybe catch that ball. So you're going to see Grand Island. They won't huddle. It'll be a lot of spread, tons of RPO in this thing. So, again, you'll be looking at John Riley, maybe Timo Sykes, and, of course, the quarterback, Cole Evans. He'll take it, run option to the left side. He'll pitch it out here on the wing to Riley. Riley gets to the 32-yard line, the original line of scrimmage, and he's tackled forward for about a yard gain. It'll be second down and nine. Yeah, and there was Henrich right there, Doug, coming from his inside linebacker spot. The dude can fly. You're going to see him play in this stadium a lot over the next several years. Second down and nine. The Islanders are ready to go. Trips to the right, single to the left. That's the short side of the field. They'll put Riley off to the right side of Evans. Evans wants to throw. Three-step drop. Has time. Fires deep down the middle of the football field for Douglas. It's tipped and incomplete. Good defensive play back there by Xavier Watts. Douglas running the deep slant. And it was all pretty good there. It's just a nice defensive play. The throw was good. Maybe a half yard underthrown. Or if you overthrow him, you don't like that either. Timo Sykes was wide open, Doug. They missed the open receiver. Timo Sykes was running right up the seam. He'd come across the field. So it'll be third down and nine here. Opening possession for the Islanders at their own 32. Swing out of the backfield. It's complete out here into the wing to Sykes, and he's going to see a penalty flag, it looks like, as he gets enough for the first down. Yeah, that was Caleb Frankel that caught the ball there out of the backfield, Doug. And pay attention to Caleb Frankel. He's probably their best running back coming down the stretch here. Really tough runner. He will work to get the tough yards. Now they're going to call a hold, and it's going to bring it back and negate what would have been a nice play here for the Islanders. Yeah, the Islanders uh, so far with what we saw with the pass play, the receivers down the field, and there with Frankel on the edge, they're matching Omaha Burke's speed there, that's for sure. It's going to be tough sled in some of that run stuff because of the inside linebacker play uh, by Omaha Burke. Third down and 17. Twins to the left and the right. Ball on the far hash here. As Cole Evans will send a man in motion, and then Sykes comes into the backfield and stops there. It's going to be a shovel pass to him. Big hole, 30-35, and he's going to be upended short of the first down. They got a lot of yards on that one, but they needed a lot. It's going to be a 14-yard gain, but bring up fourth down and three. Yeah, you'll see a pun here. That was a really nice play. Grand Island, um, Russ Harvey's their offensive coordinator and play caller. He really will do a lot of different things. So in to punt the football away. Matt Juergensmeyer. They go quick snap and a fake one. They're going to go first down. Yeah, that was really nice. They but there put, is a penalty flag. They're going to call motion. He went in motion, and I think he started forward before the snap, Doug. And so a false start on Grand Island. Boy, that's the one that you pull it off, but it hurts. As Timo Sykes would have had enough for the first down. Yeah, that's a really nice play call. They just took the personal protector. He was in a wing to the left, and they just motioned him right behind the center. They snapped it, but he started forward before the snap. 
That hurts. That was a first down. Yeah, would have moved. Oh, now we've got a penalty flag. I think from the sideline on an illegal substitution. Might be a sideline warning. Oh, it is a sideline warning. The the side judge over there gave the illegal substitution signal, so I jumped the gun on that one. So a sideline warning doesn't mean anything unless you get another one. It'll be fourth down and eight yards to go. Yeah, I think I think Coach T's upset that he didn't think that should have been a false start. I wouldn't doubt it. Going to run a little motion again here. Rugby-style punt to the right side. Booting it away is Jurgens Meyer, and it's going to go out of bounds, and it's not that good of a punt, Larry. No, it was terrible. They're going to get the ball about the minus 49 is where Burke's going to get it. The 50-yard line, 49, 48, 47, plus 47. That's a 13-yard punt. So disaster from what they thought was going to be a first down on a fake punt, and then you only get 13 yards. And, of course, you take five off, really, they're eight yards away. Basically, the ball is right where their fake punt ended. That's exactly right. And Omaha Burke will get it now, first down and 10. But we have a timeout on the field because after the first possession, uh, Nebraska Educational Television takes that break. And so we have played uh, 90 seconds, 10.32 to go here in quarter number one. We're scoreless, your Class A state championship at this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us. Us specializing in you. And the first offensive play of the game for Omaha Burke. Run it off right side, get about three yards inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. First carry of the football game here for Omaha Burke. James Burks is the running back. So Burks for Burke, and he's a pretty good one. Yeah, he has 1,800 yards on the season, 27 touchdowns, Doug. I mean, he can scoot. Second out and seven at the Islander. 44-yard line. Burke off to a good start here. Good defensive play. Bad punt. And a little swing pass out here into the left flat. Going to be complete just enough for a first down inside the 40. They'll push him out of bounds. The first down marker at the 37-yard line. Just a quick little out. Yeah, offensively, what you're going to see out of uh, Omaha Burke, Doug, is they're about 5,300 yards on the year. Fairly balanced, actually. They like to run it. They've ran the ball for just over 3,000. They've thrown it for just over two. But they've got some real playmakers on this thing. Number four, Xavier Watts. He's almost a 1,000-yard receiver. And he's the one that hauled that in. They'll move the ball to the 36-yard line, first down and 10. Look for a little slant pattern. There's Watts again right across the middle. A whole bunch of purple is there, but not until he gets to the 28-yard line. A gain of eight, it'll be second down and two. Yeah, he does a nice job with his under routes. There he came on a nice little under, but he really stretches the field vertically inside or around the hashes. He's tall, real rangy. Of course, every school in the country wants this kid. A junior. 
couple of juniors in Watts and Payne, their two main wide receivers. Now they go to Twins to the left side and just a slot back to the right. Man in motion left to right. They're going to run it with Burks straight up the middle. Burks finds just enough of a hole to squeak through to the 25-yard line, but that's enough for the first down, a gain to three. Yeah, and I think the key here is Grand Island made the mistakes that kept them from getting a first down. They had solid plays but made mistakes in those. Omaha Burke right now is not making those mistakes. They're just methodically moving the ball uh, within their normal structure. So it'll be first down and 10 at the 25-yard line. And they'll hand it off. Burke starts left and tucks back to the right, and he's going to be hit right there by Alex Meester Gronin. And Meister Gronin brings him down after a short game. Yeah, that was a nice job. The Grand Island linebacking crew, they're tough, Doug. They move well. They read well. Uh, Sims, Wemhoff, I mean, that whole crew, they're really good in there. Uh, so we'll see, and they're going to have to be. This inside zone running game is really good by Omaha Burke. Want to negate that and say that that was uh, actually Mateo Martinez in on the tackle. 56, not 58. Swing pass out here complete down the sideline for a short gain. Got a couple more to the 20. It'll be third down and five. Yeah, Wemhoff is going to make that tackle. He's going to get out there into the flat. He was a little late running to it almost like on purpose. He was... Didn't know if he was looking for something that they've seen on film where that run was going to come back at him or if he just saw it late. Third down and five, Burke at the 20-yard line of Grand Island here in the opening quarter, their first possession. Checking the sidelines, calling out the cadence. Burks comes up right to the left side of his quarterback, and they will hand it to Burks, and he gets one, if that. Barely got to the line of scrimmage. Falls forward to about the 19. It'll be fourth down. So, with the wind at your back, do you get the three on the board or do you go for it? Yeah, I think in this game, I kick this ball. Points matter here. Class A game will run a little bit more true as a college game that you've seen. Or, you know, it's not like uh, the Class D games or even some of the C games where it's always a go-for-broke situation. And Colin Campen will come out there. The ball will be placed on the left hash. The wind kind of coming from right to left. This will be a 36-yard field goal attempt. You can't be off sides here. It would be a first down. And we are going to get a timeout call. They probably weren't going to get the kickoff. There was one second left on the play clock, and Grand Island will wait as Omaha Burke calls the timeout. They're lined up for a 36-yard field goal, 7.51 to go in the first quarter. The Class A state championship, Grand Island and Omaha Burke scoreless on Power 99 and ESPN Radio. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Memorial Stadium coming out of our ENT Physicians timeout where a 36-yard field goal is coming up for Colin Campen, the senior. Nope, they brought the offense back out, Doug. Yep, they changed their mind with that timeout. So they'll line up fourth down out of the pistol. 
Twins to the left, single to the right side on fourth and four. They want to throw out here to the right side. Complete right at the first down marker and should have it. Michael Payne at the 15. Boy, that's exactly what they needed. They're not going to get it by more than a football, but it's enough to give them first down. Yeah, they roll the dice and they get the completion. Yeah, and there the corners were playing off. That was the right play call. The corners were playing far enough off that they just ran that little, uh, it wasn't really a now screen. It was more of a hitch. But there was enough cushion there. That was a really nice throw by Chadwick. So it'll be first down and 10. Tyler Chadwick with James Burke right behind him out of the shotgun formation. Wants to throw it out here into the left flat again. Complete lot of room to the 10, to the 7. It'll be a gain of 8. And it'll be second down and 2. Larry, they've uh, had some success out here with the Twins to the wide side of the field, throwing it to the guy in the slot. It's not really a true slot, but he is definitely not the far receiver. Yeah, no, he's the number two receiver there, Doug, and it's Chadwick's arm strength that's able to get the ball out there where the defender can't rally. Second and two at the seven for the Bulldogs. Chadwick hands it to Burks, looks for some running room, nowhere to go. He's dancing, he's going nowhere. He'll be brought down at the original line of scrimmage. It'll be third and two at the seven. Yeah, right now, Omaha Burke is going gonna, is gonna to have to live on these quick throws out here, Doug, because this defense is doing a nice job against that inside zone running game. Third and two at the seven. Chadwick, long cadence this time. Looking left, fade corner of the end zone, a little hand fighting. The ball's knocked up into the air, and it is finally knocked away. It looked like he was going to hold on to it there, Larry, but uh, a lot of hand fighting finally knocked that ball away out of the hands of Michael Payne. Yeah, you can face guard all you want nowadays, Doug. As long as you don't touch him, you can get in there and give his face the wooga-wooga, do whatever you want as long as you don't touch him. Well, they went for it on fourth and fourth and 19. Now you've got it fourth and two at the seven, but couldn't get anything on second on a run, and then they threw it up for grabs on third. Look, they break the huddle with nine seconds. They're going to go for it again. Look for another quick throw. They're not covering the number two receiver out here. Chadwick did not get the ball snap. He's looking right. He's rolling right. He's going to throw it into the end zone one-on-one for Watsi over. Throws him. It's incomplete, and Grand Island will take over on downs. You're right, Larry. If Burke gets up to the line and snaps the ball, that would have been an easy touchdown. But instead, they went through the progression. They took their time. Chadwick got flushed and then just took a chance and threw it up. Yeah, and that's we always tell our guys, Houston, go. Just Houston it. And that means it's right now the uncovered guys getting the ball. But in that situation, that's a spot where, as you said, they went through their regular progression. Sometimes these offenses, they want to always make sure they're in the perfect play. So they let you line up and then get the play called. There's a deal where just going. Grant Allen did a nice job bowing their neck there. So the Islanders will take over at their own seven-yard line. Turn, hand it off. Oh, nope, it's going to be kept, and Evans has the ball pop out of his hand, takes it back, and he's around the right side, 15-20. It got blocked. Yeah, they have a lot of quirky stuff there, and that was quirky, but that wasn't the way they planned it. No, that's a pass and a catch for Cole Evans because it's going to get knocked right back in his face. He's heady enough to get a hold of the ball and then take it out around for a first down out to about the 22. I believe it was that Hickman that knocked it right back in his gullet. And now on first down, straight up the middle across the 25 to the 26. Grand Island doesn't give you a whole lot of time to talk about things. No, they keep the thing moving. Caleb Frankel there on a really tough run. He's going to get about four or five. 
on that, Doug. And Frankel's a tough runner. Riley's got all the yards, and he's fantastic as well. But down this playoff stretch, it's been Frankel. So second and five at the 27-yard line of the Islanders. We are scoreless in the Class A final. Swing pass out of the backfield, complete with some room down the left side. 30, 35, good block by the wide receiver out here in the flat by Carson Cahoy. And it's going to be enough for another Islander first down to the 37-yard line. Yeah, that full RPO there. They're running inside zone, Doug, and they're reading the outside linebacker. If he steps up to stop the run, they're going to throw it out on the bubble. If he goes with the bubble, they're just going to give it up the middle. So great job up here by the quarterback in Evans. Option right side. They cover the quarterback. He pitches to the outside, finding some running room across the 40 and out to the 42-yard line. Riley is going to pick up about four and a half. Yeah, Riley does really good. And again, on the season, uh, he he's the guy, John Riley, 928 yards coming in, 12 touchdowns, and they, I mean, they move fast. So set up a second down, and we'll call it five yards to go at the 42. Right hash, fake the handoff, throw it out here out of the backfield again. It's complete, but this one doesn't go anywhere. In fact, they're going to lose yards to John Riley. It was just enough behind him that he bobbled it. He couldn't get any uh, momentum going forward. Yeah, Nick Henrich is too fast. you got to understand, we talk about power five type players, Doug. Nick Henrich is one. He's 6'4", about 215, and he can really, really run. You keep seeing this is about the third time he's thrown the bones. He's fired up. And that was behind the line of scrimmage, so it's a good thing that Riley was able to control it. It'll be third down and seven at their own 40. Back, back, looking right, nothing there. Looking left, decides to tuck it up and running, gets the corner, 45-50 into Bulldog territory at the 48-yard line. A gain of 12, nice run by Cole Evans, and that's why when he was not in the games earlier this year, they didn't lose just because he wasn't in the game, but they lost that type of athletic ability. Yeah, it's just what he gives you there. Everything was covered. Burke did a fantastic job down the field, and he's able to buy enough time and extend the play and get the first down. First snap in Burke territory. They'll hit off Riley. Stretch play right side. Gets to the corner. Might have been a hold. They don't throw the flag. He's inside the 45 to the 42. Either a really great block or maybe a little bit of jersey. Well, here's the key. It was absolutely a hold, but the Grand Island receiver continued to move his feet. What you always teach your kids is absolutely you're grabbing the jersey, but move your feet so it doesn't end up outside your frame. A gain of six, second down and four. Islander go trip to the left side, single to the right. Douglas over there. They go straight up the middle. Riley, and Riley has the first down to the 36-yard line. A gain of six, and the Islanders looking good again. They went technically three and out on their first drive. They executed a fake punt, but were called for a false start. Then Burke, after a short punt of 13 yards, took over at the 47-yard line of the Islanders. They converted fourth and fourth and 19, but could not get two yards at the uh, seven. They had it second and two, third and two, fourth and two, and were stopped at the seven. Here is a handoff to uh, Timo Sykes. Sykes will get inside the 35 for a short gain to about the 33. Yeah, and Sykes can run. You're seeing quite the pace. This is a blistering pace right now. And you take a guy like Nick Henrich for Burke that hasn't played in the last couple weeks, this pace can get to his motor. He was so jacked up to start this game. Sometimes guys can run out of gas. Got a slot receiver, a slot back to the right side. Sykes lines up there. Option play. This time Evans decides to keep it, and he is going to be munched behind the line of scrimmage. He's pitched it every time. Should have pitched it there, but really Burke had both the quarterback and pitch man pretty well hemmed in. Yeah, they tried to run that to the short side, and there was nothing doing there. 
the state football playoffs throughout the year here on Power 99 and ESPN Radio, brought to you by Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your Pioneers seed dealer. Third and seven at the 33 of Burke. Evans back to pass, under pressure, steps through it. Now rolls to his right. He's got an open receiver, but the ball is batted down. At first, I thought he was trying to set up a screen, but he was not, Larry. Those two guys came in with big, big intentions of bringing him down, and Evans got underneath him. Usually means it'll be a big play, but he couldn't find it, and the ball's batted down. Yeah, and they miss him, and it looks like if he'd have been able to get that ball off, it was going to be a first down. And, and you're in no man's land here. It's fourth, and I know long, but you're in no man's land here. You have to go for this. Yeah, no chance at a field goal into this win from 50, so they'll go for it. Grand Island fourth and seven at the 33-yard line of Omaha Burke. Scoreless in the first. Evans back to pass. Max protect. Nobody's open. Rolling to his left. Buying time. Now decides to throw against his body, and it's caught inside the 15 at the 10-5. Touchdown, Islanders! Caleb Frankel. What a catch by Frankel down there. Yeah, and you got their blink in the lights here. They, they, they were doing that a little bit before the game. Kind of little flavor in tonight's game. The big lights like strobe lights. That's a big deal. Grand Island again, Doug. You talked about it. Cole Evans finds a way to just extend the play, and then he gets it into his tough guy's hands. Touchdown, Islanders. A 93-yard drive. That's a 33-yard touchdown. The extra point is on the way, and it is good by Kean Wetling. And so, with two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the first quarter, our five points bank touchdown, five points bank the better bank of Carney, a 33-yard touchdown pass on fourth down to Frunkel. It's 7-0 Islanders. We'll be right back. Being tougher together isn't just words to the Aurora Cooperative team. It's what we believe and what we do to help our owners. It's being here at the end of the turn row when you need us, anytime and every time. As part of our Tougher Together commitment, we're excited to announce a new incentive that new and old customers can take advantage of this fall. It's called our Fall Turn Row Incentive Program. Contact your local Aurora Cooperative yield expert to learn the details on how you can earn these additional turn row incentives for your farm. Tougher Together, Aurora and you. Tri-City Storm Hockey returns for its 19th season. The future of professional hockey is right here in the heartland. The United States Hockey League set a record with 57 players drafted at this year's NHL draft. Catch all the Storm's home games at the Viero Center in Kearney. For tickets and other information, visit stormhockey.com. Listen to the Doug and Daddy Show for everything you need to know about Storm Hockey with the Storm Report on 1460 and 1550. Tri-City Storm Hockey, be the Storm. The state football finals on Power 99 and ESPN 1460 and 1550. Brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And Grand Island is going to play from ahead for a little bit, Larry. Yeah, they've done a nice job here, Doug. The defense has played well on two drives. And, you know, they gave the ball to the short field, excuse me, there to Omaha Burke and stood tall and then made the big plays on offense. So the Islanders ready to boot it away, and it's going to be a line drive right off the up man, and he is able to cover it. I don't know if the Islanders were trying to squib kick it or onside kick it, but, boy, that rocketed right off the up man, and whatever happened, Burke, excellent field position again at their own 48-yard line. Doug, you have to understand, and I said it to you, and I'm not kidding, the trickery will never stop. Coach Tomlin is unconscious. He has absolutely no fear whatsoever. Millard West, or excuse me, Millard South, they threw a behind the, the, the line of scrimmage bounce pass 
double pass to win that game. Austin Doherty covers it, and now Burke trailing 7-0. will start at their own 48. They'll hand it off to Burks. He starts up the middle, then cuts up the left hash. Here's a late flag. It's going to be a hold in the backfield on Omaha Burke. The rush is good for about eight yards, but it's going to be negated, and it's going to be first down and 20 or more because that block, that hold actually did occur behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And, Doug, you saw – hang on, we'll let the official tell us here. So they'll move it back 10 yards, and Burke will snap it from their worst spot on the field here in this first quarter. Oops, not supposed to give the player a number in high school. (laughs) But you saw how James Burks, when he stuck his foot in the ground there, this kid's pretty good. He's fast. So after a 12-play, 93-yard drive, Grand Island trying to get that defense, getting things going again. Burks is going to try a stretch play to the right side. There's nowhere to go. He is going to get about a yard up to the 40-yard line. Gang tackled, swarming in there. Grand Island had about five guys getting off the bottom of that pile. Yeah, you've got to keep your eye on Xavier Watts here, number four. Burks been fantastic this year of in these moments, getting him loose in the seam. He is a nightmare to deal with. Alex Rodriguez off the bottom of that pile for the Islanders. It'll be second down and 17. Rolling to his left, looking to throw. Chadwick throws it out here, a comeback round, and it's going to be incomplete. Just a touch underthrown. That's a long throw, but as you said, Chadwick's got a strong arm. They asked a lot from him there. Yeah, they rolled away. They showed that inside zone play where they pulled the guard and tackle the way they'd been running it and then rolled him naked boot out. Tried to get the ball to Xavier Watson. As you said, I mean, that was like a 40-yard throw to get five yards. Every game of the state football championships on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings. Also tonight here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island Hastings. It's third and 17. Omaha Burke at their own 41-yard line, trailing 7 to nothing. 141 to go here in the first quarter. Chadwick fakes the handoff, sets in the pocket, has all day, throws deep down the middle of the field, jump ball knocked away. Trying to get it into the hands of Xavier Watts. He turns and wants the flag, but it was well defended. One-on-one coverage that time by the Islanders. Yeah, I do think the contact happened. Boom, boom. The ball got there, and that was great coverage. But you see they were able to have a little time there. Grant Allen did blitz, but were able to put no pressure on Chadwick whatsoever. Kojo Atikwahu in to knock that ball away. And now Brock Douglas will stand at the 30 as we wait the punt here. Of Colin Campen. Campen standing at his own 28. Fourth and 17. And oh my, the punt sails over. The snap sails delay over again. his head. But we have a penalty flag to negate it. And here's what, something I'll ask you, Larry. They run motion on fourth and 17. Trying to set something yeah, up here with, yeah, with no their question. return coverage. No, and it was a weird motion because the guy was set up outside the numbers. But if you're Grand Allen, you're furious because there's a chance you scoop and score. You get the ball way back here, and Burt gets let off the hook there. The delay game, fourth and 22. Grand Allen's up 7 to nothing. After Omaha, Burke was stopped at the Islanders' 7 for going a field goal. And again, Burke wasting time here. And the snap goes over his head again. He picks it back up at the 12. He's sacked. Caleb Frogel, the ball came out. It doesn't matter. It's going to be right there. Uh, Back-to-back bad snaps. 
And the Islanders are in the red zone. First down and 10 at the 14. Bronco back there to jump on it. How does that happen, Doug? Twice in a row. Unbelievable. So the Islanders have got something cooking here. They're going to get the ball 14 and a half yard line-ish. Grand Island already up 7 to nothing, And they lead it with 126 to go on the bad punt snap. Boy, what a break. Yeah, and the whole motion, the whole way that whole thing went was just odd. So first down and 10, spread the field, motion. That's Riley, actually, coming from left to right, lining up in the slot right side. Option with Sykes. Evans is going to keep it, and he will not get back to the line of scrimmage. He'll be dropped at the 15, a loss of one. Yeah, that was Henrich that came from the back side, Doug, like a rocket to make that tackle, and he's getting up very slow. I, Uh-oh, well, he's th- back down. Yeah, this knee was a big deal. A little, in, the la- in between the last series, Henrich was on the sideline doing a bunch of drills, uh, trying to loosen that thing up. He has not played in the last couple weeks. It's a pretty legitimate uh, injury from what I'm told, and it's not good there. He came like a rocket and made that play and instantly went to the ground, and now he is not – is he putting any weight on it, Doug? No, they're taking him off the field. He wanted to play in the championship, had not played in the playoffs, uh, suffered late in the regular season a MCL tear, I believe is what the official word was, and our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Yeah, Doug, and, I mean, you see the difference that dude makes. He is legit, you know, maybe the best player in the state of Nebraska – and you've got to say, I mean, it does show guts to want to come out and do it. He pounded his fists on the ground. He was extremely upset. So second down and 11. Grand Island, after the bad punt snap, is at the 16-yard line of Omaha Burke. Out of the shotgun. They'll hand it off Franco. Big hole right side, 15-10. Gets to the corner and popped at the four-yard line out of bounds. But that is enough for a first down. First and goal, Islanders. And, boy, did Caleb get thumped when he got to the corner. Yeah, and he beat the guy that thumped him back to the huddle. I'm not kidding when I say Caleb Frankel's a tough kid. And he's he's young. He's uh, he's a senior. No, he is a junior. Well, there's a discussion down there. I do not see a flag on the field, Larry. And I don't think there was any targeting or anything like that. Frankel tried to deliver a blow, and the Burke guy whacked him. There's nothing wrong. What's he going to tell us? There is an illegal motion call. Oh, and the penalty flag is way back here on the other side of the field. And so that play is going to be wiped out by a legal motion. And I wonder if that's just somebody not lined up on the line. That would be my guess. So instead of first and goal at the four, it's going to be second and 17 at the 21. Grand Island 7, Omaha Burke nothing. 102 to go first quarter. But right now, Grand Island going the wrong way. And they break the muddle huddle there. Twins in the backfield, run option. Here's a shovel pass inside and hit Sykes after a very short gain. They ran that to uh, 11-yard gain or 13-yard gain earlier in this quarter. There, not near as much. It'll be third down and long, about 14 yards to go. Penalties have really hurt the Islanders here, Doug. Uh, This is their third drive. And penalties have really affected two of their three drives. They've moved the ball very well when they've been clean, when they went on their 93-yard drive. So it's third and long here for Grand Island. 
at the 18-yard line. Here comes a blitz up the middle. Evans looking wheel right out of the backfield. Wide open, complete at the 10 and shoved out of bounds. Maybe just short of the first down marker. They're going to get 13 to the 14, but it's going to be fourth and one, Larry. Yeah, it's going to be fourth and real short. My guess is they'll go for this here, Doug. Um, but that was Omaha Burke blitz, two inside backers, and when they took the running back out into the pattern, you knew they were going to be one short. The big key there was is the Grand Island's offensive line picking that blitz up. Caleb Frankel on the reception. Islanders have their offense out there. Fourth and one at the Burke five. And it's going to be straight dive, and they won't get it. It's not even close. Frankel has dropped two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and so both teams have been stopped inside the 10 here in the first quarter. Yeah, a little bit surprised they tried to go right in the A-gaps. There is a size difference in these offensive lines. Grant Allen's not quite as big. I, I would have thought they'd have tried to get on the edge. They've had so much success on the edge. So all in all, the penalty does hurt them. They would have had first and goal at the four. They almost convert it, but... Instead, Burke will take over here with 21 seconds remaining in the first quarter at their own seven-yard line. Yeah, this is an important possession here for Burke. When Grand Island made the stop, they marched 93 yards in 12 plays. A 33-yard pass from Evans to Frankel on fourth and seven. Got him the first down. Here's a stretch play, Burke, but he doesn't like it. Now they're going to blow it dead. Oh, man, these officials need to let these guys play some football. This is going to be a motion penalty is my guess against Burke. So the old eagle eye out there right now. And that'll be a half the distance to the goal. So that'll move them back to about the three-and-a-half-yard line. We'll call it second and 13, or first and 13. Seven-to-nothing, Grand Island. Third and final game of the day. Earlier today, Johnson Brock won their first state championship, rallying from a 20-to-nothing first-quarter deficit to beat Mullen, 56-26, and Creighton. In a back-and-forth game, edges Burwell 32-30 in D1. On first down, a little motion, and up the middle of the football field is Burks, and he's going to get back to about the original line of scrimmage, but Larry there, they probably could have thrown another flag. The uh, motion man took off upfield as yeah. the lead blocker, and that'll be the final play of the first quarter of the 2018 Class A State Football Championship the 33-yard pass on 4th and 7 from Cole Evans to Caleb Frankel is your points. It's Grand Island 7, Omaha Burke nothing on ESPN Radio and Power 99. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the Bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Time after time, list after list, performance, resale value, design and bottom line, we come out on top. That's because Cornhusker is Nebraska's only dual Toyota Honda dealer. Here, the discerning buyer finds an incredible selection of cars and trucks. If you're looking for a vehicle that stands up to scrutiny year after year, right here, right now, come see us, Cornhusker Toyota Honda, Deers Avenue, Grand Island. 
And welcome back to the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. High atop Memorial Stadium in Lincoln for the Class A State Championship game, bringing you tonight's action while Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. Grand Island 7, Omaha, Burke nothing. Burke has its second and nine on their own eight to start the second half. Yeah, and I think this is one of those spots, Doug, if you're Grand Island, you really got to kind of have your head screwed on because this is a great spot for a screen or some side of or some semblance of non-conventional play because most generally defenses are all fired up to try to get a sack or put you back in your own end zone. And uh, it's a great spot if you're a play caller here to come up with something uh, big. So... Glad to have you along with us, getting ready for second quarter action. Special guest coming up at halftime. Yeah, we are. John Wemhoff, Islander legend, uh, is going to come up and visit with us. Of course, his son, Jack, number 44, playing down there. As we will have fun with that. Of course, the Islanders the state football final for the first time since 1990. First play of the second quarter, going into the win for Burke, south to north, second to nine at their eight. Handoff, looking for some running room and getting it across the 10. First down yardage right across the 15 to the 17-yard line. Nice run on the play, but we've got a penalty flag for holding. And so Burke's run going to be negated. And we have had plenty of flags so far here in this football game. Yeah, and I think the, the key here... Yeah, you start Chadwick's out there yelling at the official. I think this is a deal where on both sides you got to keep your cool when it comes to arguing with these officials because they've gotten so involved. That is the seventh penalty of the ball game. Four on Burke, three on Grand Island. And so that backs them up to their own four-yard line again. Second down and 13. They'll give it to Burks. He turns up the right side, but Grand Island is all over it. Atiqua, who is there to bring him down after he gets back to the original line of scrimmage. He's out to the eight. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, Grand Island's linebacker play is extremely good. They're extremely uh, aggressive, Doug, and what you're starting to see Omaha Burke do is run a set-up cutback. They're really showing something to a front side, and then they're immediately cutting it back against that I think you could see Burke break one here at some point. So it'll be third down and long. Chadwick in the pistol. Stays right there. Looks left. Looks right. Wide open. He's got his tight end on the right side. Has to slide and makes the catch across the 30 to the 33-yard line. A 25-yard completion to Chris Hickman. And the Bulldogs get a very important first down. Yeah, that was a big play, and that's what we talk about in these situations is you've really got to be buttoned up. They ran an over route there, Doug. Ran him all the way from the left side up to the right side, and he just got lost in the big zone. And that's given Chadwick time to throw the football to make that play work. So first down and 10 at their own 33, ready to go. Out here into the screen pass to the left side to his wide receiver, Xavier Watts, makes two three-man miss. Hard yardage this time, a gain of six to the 39. Yeah, Watts is a tough runner. Like we said, he's you know he's long, he's rangy, uh, his numbers are off the charts. He has multiple stars. Everybody's so enamored with stars, but he's got a bunch of those. He's a power five kid as far as what he'll end up doing after next year. Class A state finals here on Power 99 and ESPN Radio. It is second down and four. At their own 39, Burke trails 7 to nothing. 
Turn, handoff, Burks looking for room left. Nothing there. Goes right up the seam. He's got the first down at the 45, just across the 45. And the Bulldogs will move the chains. In that first quarter of play, Grand Island had 123 yards, 88 through the air, 35 on the ground. Negative rushing yards before that play in the game for Omaha Burke, 61 passing yards. Yeah, that I, Grant Allen's playing very aggressive defense, but just like that was off of a cutback, Doug, start to watch Omaha Burke cut the ball back off the initial direction. So it'll be first down and 10. Run option, nope. Chadwick instead's going to hand it off to Burke, and he's going to get to midfield and a nice four-yard gain. Yeah, you see how this kid is an 1,800-yard kid coming in, Doug. Uh, James Burks, and I want to say he might have been close to that last year, a 2,000-yard guy last year, um, just a tremendous running back. Grant Allen's starting to shuffle some different D linemen in and out. So it'll be second down and seven. Burks still looking for their first points, handed off to Burke. He finds the hole, makes another man miss into the secondary, 45-40, and he'll be tripped up there after a gain of 14. Yeah, that I mean, and so, so this so Burke goes down, doesn't get in. Grand Island goes on the long drive. So the exact same thing by Grand Island. They go for it on fourth down inside the five or around the five yard line. Don't get it. Now Burke is marching. This is still that drive. They're marching out of here. State football on Power 99 and ESPN Radio brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. First and 10, Burke at the Islander 35. They trail 7 0. Give it to Burks. He's following his blockers and breaks one out to the left side. Gets to the 25, and he's going to be right at the first down marker again. Right now, Burks has done a good job of uh, getting a lot of this yardage on his own. Yeah. He's getting one block, but he's making a couple others miss. Yeah, that was counter again, Doug. They showed it off to the right side. He stuck his foot in the ground and followed a pulling guard off to the left. They're they're using Grand Island's aggressive linebacker play against them right now. And now they're trying to go 97 yards or 93 yards, just like Grand Island did in the first quarter. Burks again, this time to the right side, and Brock Douglas is there to bring him down. Yeah, and you're seeing Brock there really ripped at the ball. Because Burke is is uh, getting so skinny, you know, it's, it, he's juking guys, that ball gets loose, and you start telling your guys, look, if he wants to juke around, you need to get the ball away from him. Gain about a half a yard. It'll be second down and nine at the 24-yard line. 8-10 to go first half. Grand Island 7 and Omaha Burke, nothing. They'll have their believers and achievers uh, tonight and tomorrow night at halftime. So a little longer half, as we said. Former Islander John Wemhoff will join us. We'll look at the first half stats and more on their Aventa Sanitation halftime report. Chadwick rolls right, throws back underneath, right on the money, complete at the 13, stepping out of bounds there. It'll be first down and 10, a gain of 11. Yeah, Ace McKinnis. Xavier Watts again. Yep, Ace McKinnis had good coverage there. Just such a strong arm. Most quarterbacks make that throw, and Ace picks it. But Chadwick's got an extremely strong arm. He throws a pretty heavy ball. So first and 10 at the 13. Change up running backs right now. Jalen Russwell is in there. They'll hand it to him. Bounces off one man in the backfield. Gets away from the ankle tackle. Then dies forward enough to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and Russwell's an 800-yard back himself. So they bring in a pretty good one-two punch. So Jalen Russell is in there. It'll be second down and 10 at the 13-yard line. And they're going to keep him in there with twins to the right and to the left. Watts all the way down to the bottom 
As they send the tight end in motion from left to right, they hand it to Russell right behind the tight end that time in Hickman, and he is going to get to the 10-yard line, a gain of three. It'll be third down and seven. Yeah, they, they send that guy in motion, and he stops right behind the center and then just inserts himself like a fullback. And one of the Islanders slow to get up down there is Blake Rodebush, the senior nose tackle. Might have got stepped on. They are going to bring him out of the ball game. Looks like maybe a hand or an arm, but he ran off the field. Yeah, they're, I mean, it, on about every play, Grand Island's running two and three guys in and out. That one wasn't a scheduled one, I don't think, though. <laughs> no. So, third down and seven at the 10 for Omaha Burke. They put Perks back into the backfield. Back to pass. Blitz from the outside. Chadwick has to run. He's going to get to the six, and it'll be fourth down and three. Yeah, that was a really good blitz. You want to force, when, when you blitz your outside linebacker, you want to force the quarterback forward. You don't want to give him a chance to roll back out and replace you, and that's exactly what they did. And Burke is going to trot out the field goal unit now for what would be a 23-yard field goal attempt off the left hash. We've seen lots of trickery today. You could see that, but I think this is the spot where Burke says, let's get on the field here. What a gift uh, being able to get the ball and on this long drive. Let's make sure this thing gets us points. Yeah, they started at their own seven. They're at the Grand Island six. Converted a third and like 16 on the thing. Colin Campen lines up for the 23-yard field goal. Ball down, kick is away, the kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 5.43 to go here in the first half of play in the Class A State Championship game, Grand Island 7 and Omaha Burke 3, you're listening to the state football finals on Power 99 and ESPN Radio. Life is hectic. Schedules are full. Hi, this is Chris Kasky with Home Federal Bank. We've got the tools to make your life easier with convenient online banking, mobile banking, and mobile deposit. Fast, secure, and free giving you peace of mind and one less thing to worry about in your busy schedule. We're here for you today. We'll be here tomorrow. And we'll do it together. Build your future at home. Home Federal Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Need a medical uniform or accessory? Shop uniforms and more. The largest family-owned uniform store in the state of Nebraska. If you wear scrubs and your job requires you to wear certain colors at work, then uniforms and more in Grand Island is a place for you. With the best selection of solid colors as well as prints in men's and women's styles. Uniforms and more stocks and sizes from extra small to 5X, petites to talls. From shoes to scrubs, you'll find it at Uniforms and More at 4th and Broadwell in Grand Island, open six days a week. Back in the Carney Towing Repair Broadcast booth, Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Burke ready to kick it off after getting on the board. Yeah, so both, I mean, it, it's odd how we've gotten to 7-3, to three, how these uh, two possessions have worked out. Last time to kick it off, they pooched it. It's only a three-yard a three yard approach, and they pooch it again, and the fair catch is actually called for and taken at the 27-28 yard line of the Islanders by Timo Sykes, and that's where Grand Island will start. Yeah, and that's smart there to just fair catch that and get it stuck in your pocket. Most of these Class A games have put up points, but it's only 7-3. to three. Both these teams were in games where they put up points in the playoffs. Yeah, no question. And really, Class A's been like this. It's just so offensive-oriented now, Doug, that you're going to see points uh, in bunches here. So Grand Island, all three timeouts, 543 at their own 28, leading at 7-3. to three. 
A little jumping, but no offsides here against Omaha Burke. Play clock down to 2-1. Grand Island doesn't get the playoff. Grand Island did not get the playoff. We are going to have delay a game on the Islanders. Which makes absolutely no sense coming out of a timeout. Out of a break, yeah, no doubt. Those are the ones that kill you, I suppose. And, and then again, sometimes the coach calls timeout and they snap the ball and you're okay. I think Coach Tomlin thought his boy was going to eventually snap the ball and they never did. Right, no, I think you're exactly right. So it'll be first down and 15. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker with you here on Power 99, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, KXPN-AM, Kearney, KICS-AM, Hastings. And back to pass, Evans looking for Sykes out of the backfield. Instead goes over to the sideline, and this one will be complete to Rivera, and he'll make it out close to the first down marker, yeah. just short. That's going to be a gain of 13. Yeah, does a great job there. going to be just short of the first down. He stepped out, or he had gotten away. Evans showing that he can throw the football over there as well. They actually went to McKinnis. Ace McKinnis was in for Rivera. Second down. They'll hand it off. Tough running here for Riley, but he is going to have the first down up to the 39. Yeah, and that's the important thing there is just keep your downs fresh. It's a really nice run. Grand Island's offense, Doug, has looked really good. They've only had the spots where it's sputtered is where penalties have done it to them. And they've had... A uh, long field, and then when they got the advantage of the snap over the punter's head, they weren't able to do anything with it. Here's a delayed draw, and Sykes has room 45-50 into Burke territory. Still on his feet, 40, cuts back right, 35-30. Now he's got the corner, stiff arm 20, and he's finally brought down at the 18-yard line. What a run, and Geo Maynard finally makes the tackle after a huge game. Yeah, Timo Sykes there, that is a fantastic play. Biggest play of the night for Grand Island. Puts him in the red zone at the 18-yard line. Yeah, that's big, Doug. 5.04 to go in the half here, and Grand Island goes fast. And they'll hand it off. Riley, seam, left side, 15-10, untouched, touchdown, Grand Island. John Riley takes it in from 18 yards out, and the Islanders are up 13-3. Yeah, that was great. And you saw how fast they went right there. Right after the long run, they didn't let Omaha Burke catch their breath at all. Off to the races they went. 4.55 to go. It only takes about 48 seconds to answer right back the extra point. They don't waste any time there. Wentling puts it up and in our five points bank touchdown. An 18-yard run from Riley. John takes it in. And your score, 14-3 Grand Island here on Power 99 at ESPN Radio. It's Grand Island 14. New Beginnings Family Services in Grand Island is a very proud supporter of the Islanders. Good luck tonight. You guys have worked very hard to get to Memorial Stadium. New Beginnings Family Services believes that empowering children, families, and individuals through teaching, hope, support, and encouragement. We see children, adolescents, and adults. We also accept all major insurance and all Medicaid. We're also currently accepting new clients. Call today and see how we can help you get New Beginnings. Welcome to Greg Young Auto, where we proudly serve drivers throughout Nebraska and Iowa by offering a superior selection of Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram vehicles, as well as unbeatable service. For nearly 20 years, the Greg Young name has been synonymous not only with one of the most comprehensive inventories around, but also with caring for our customers like family. Stop by and experience the many ways we'll go the extra mile for you. 
Greg Young Auto is a very proud supporter of the Islanders and good luck at state football. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Memorial Stadium as Grand Island has jumped out 14-3 here in the Class A final, ready to boot it away. This is a squib kick that finds a hole. Somebody from Burke better jump on it. They do pick it up at the 21. Now they want to run with it, but drop back inside the 20. How about Wemhoff? Jack gets in there and makes the tackle, and Omaha Burke will start at their own 17-yard line. But, Doug, you said it best. Somebody for Burke better get on that ball. Burke looked like they were in quicksand a little bit there. So great drive by Grand Island. They get the big play and then immediately come back in about 10 seconds to run another one and get in the end zone. Right here, you want this lead to get to the half. Don't let Burke get one of those playmakers loose. Well, that just shows the first time Grand Island kicked it off, they whacked it right into an up man. They didn't mean to. This time they didn't. And the handoff off the left side. Burks makes one man miss. He's starting to find the hole a little bit better up to the 24-yard line. Omaha Burks actually been doing very, very well on first down. This is a gain of eight. They have had numerous six- to eight-yard gains on first down. Then they try something different or a penalty uh, comes in and hurts them a little bit. Yeah, Doug, you're exactly right. James Burks is able to make the first guy miss on virtually every play. Second down and two at their own 25. Handed to him again, follows his blocks, finds a little seam, but he is going to be very close. I don't think he got it. Uh, between the 26 and the 27, he needs to get to the 27. It's a gain of one. It'll be third down and one for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and what Burks is doing so well here, Doug, is he's following his block, and then once the defender crosses his face, he's cutting it back underneath of him and doing a really good job. So third and inches here. And Burke needs to make sure they get the first down. Don't go for the 90-yard bomb right here. They need the first down. Motion from left to right. Puts a slot to the right side. Out of the pistol. Hand it to Burks. He's got the first down. He's across the 30, and he'll stumble forward to about the 31. And, oh, no. Our official either hurt himself or cramped up. Look at the side judge over on the far side, and he is in pain. Yeah, Coach Tomlin is out. I mean, he's in pain, pain, Doug. Just lay still, buddy. He's crawled now about 10 yards. I, I don't know if Coach New, or uh, Nate Newhouse has got another guy. Usually they've got a guy or two that they can bring on so they don't go with a short crew, but he is hurt, hurt, Doug. I'm going to tell you, I've seen that kind of pain and agony before. I'm going to tell you that's an Achilles. I'm going to tell you that that is one of those where the spaghetti just went back up in there. I have seen that happen on the basketball court. But our side judge came out to mark the football. We will have a first down here. Yeah, and there goes Nate Newhouse walking out on the field now. Uh, they Now, I did see, as I was doing NET earlier on the sidelines today, I did see what appeared to be a, a, a backup official. And so now Nate Newhouse talking to our head referee. We will have a delay in the football game uh, for an injured official and you just hate to see that it they get jacked up to play in, or to referee this too he's got the oh, class a final yeah it's a big deal they get a medal doug i mean it is a, just an incredible deal for that but one of the things i want to tell you is these guys aren't guys that he just goes out and hand picks these are crews that have worked together all season and many times they're crews that have worked together maybe for many years in fact to get a class a final it is a deal where they've worked together for many years uh, so in this situation, you bring in somebody that the crew hasn't worked with, and that could be a big change. 
Well, we will have a delay in the action here with 3.41 to go in the first half in the Class A state championship. Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. Keep it here on Power 99 and ESPN Radio. You want to beautify your home with new siding, windows, and doors, but who do you call with confidence? The top company in central Nebraska is Obermiller Seamless. Confidence because locally owned Obermiller Seamless has over 25 years of experience covering homes with seamless steel siding and the best in energy-efficient windows and doors. Never a subcontractor as Obermiller's experienced crews install all for you. Go to ObermillerSeamless.com or call for a free no-pressure quote. Beautify your home with Obermiller Seamless. Seamless. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Cassie Sloan. Glad to have you back with us. Well, Larry, this is an unusual circumstance. Yeah, it is, Doug, and you're exactly right. No weight being put on it as he's walking off. So now the White Hat's running off here. Normally in this situation, okay, there, I just saw somebody, Don, look over in the corner in the other end zone. I saw somebody just take their jacket off, and in came... The uniform, so the White Hat's talking to him. I'm sure this is somebody that he's probably not worked with before. Just want to let folks know I've actually had some inquiries personally and at the radio station. Uh, Earlier today, Creighton quarterback Braden Zimmerer uh, was taken out of the football game in the D1 final with what looked to be pretty severe uh, injury. He was knocked out. He was unconscious for quite some time and uh, was able to follow him out. And although you cannot get a whole lot of information, if you missed our interview with Coach Clement afterwards and at halftime, uh, he was responsive. They took him into the hospital. Uh, He was awake when they left the football field. He was able to move his fingers. uh, And then Coach Clement told us at halftime uh, things uh, looked like they were going to be okay. But it didn't look good. In fact, there were a couple of times that Creighton had guys knocked out in the football game uh, against Burwell. And uh, two of them were able to finish, uh, but their injuries has been something all year long, and now we have one to the official here. Yeah, it's crazy how that worked. And, Doug, you know, during that game today in the D1 game, Creighton probably was the best team last year, and it was going to be the injuries that happened to them at the end of the year that took them out of that. And I couldn't help but to think as that game was unfolding today, good grief, is this going to happen again? And remember, I believe it was Gene Sirs last year, uh, last year coaching Creighton, and of course he was the head football coach at Papillion La Vista who beat Grand Island in the 1990 finals, um, and then he retired and went back home to Creighton and took that program right back to the top. So we are still getting things set here when we do return. Omaha Burke will have it first and 10 at their own 31. 3.41 to go in the second quarter. Grand Island leading the Bulldogs by a score of 14-3 to as Cole Evans 
was able to hit Caleb Frankel on a 33-yard touchdown pass on fourth and seven. Frankel came back and made an outstanding catch, then broke a couple of tackles and got in. And then after a huge Timo Sykes run, John Riley took it in from 18 yards out just a little over a minute ago. Yeah, this is an important 341 here for the Islanders, Doug. Again, it looks to me like James Burks is starting to get the cutback because of this aggressive linebacker play from Grand Island. You don't want to let him catch a seam here. Tyler Chadwick calls the cadence, trips to the right side, including the slot. He wants to roll the right and throw. Chadwick looking, looking, now back against it. He's got nobody open, has to throw it away, incomplete. Nice secondary coverage, and nice job by Chadwick not to force the issue. He found the hole, threw it away, and Grand Island able to cover things up. There is a flag in the middle of the football field right around where you would see holding. As long as that took, that would be my guess. Illegal man downfield is also one you would see. So by throwing it away, you get dinged for illegal man downfield. Yeah, and I think the piece, I mean, both of these teams have really struggled with this here. Well, Grand Island has decided to accept the penalty, Larry. Instead of second and 10, they want first and 15. That's one of those where I think it's just always a coin flip. It's yeah. always a coin flip wherever you're out on the field most of the time. And I think it, with 325 left, more yards probably matters. So Omaha Burke will have to do it again after the illegal man downfield. First and 15 at their own 26-yard line. Four wideouts again for Chadwick. Looks right. Has time in the pocket. Now starts to dance. Now has to run. Looks for a good block on the outside. They force him there, and he wants more, and he's going to be shoved out at the 29. He did a lot of dancing to pick up three. It'll be second down and 12. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, he's only rushed for 115 yards on the year, Doug, so he doesn't want to run. They've got all kinds of guys they'd rather hand the ball to, but Grand Island, you know, one of the things is because this Omaha Burke offense does have a lot of playmakers in it, maybe it looks like a Grand Island defender is just standing in space. Well, he's got to be in that space the way this 3-4 is constructed. Chadwick, 8 out of 13 so far in the ballgame. He's had a good pocket presence. He was flushed a little quickly there. Now again, all day to throw it. Throws it out here in the right flat, complete at the 30 to the 35, and knocked down at the 36-yard line. It'll be third down. After a gain of seven, they're going to need about five more. Yeah, and again, Chadwick showing his arm strength there, but fantastic play by Caleb Frankel getting out there and being sure on that tackle. As an offensive play caller, many times you run a play like that because you'll take the chances of your guy one-on-one with theirs, and right now, Grand Islands has been good enough. The Islander fans starting to make some noise. What a great representation over there. Third and five at their own 36, and we are going to have a penalty flag in the backfield, the referee going to call false start. You usually don't see that from the referee unless the quarterback makes a, a false start move. Just been a dirty half. When Grand Island's been clean, they've just gone down and scored. And when they've committed the penalties, it stopped them. And Omaha Burke, it's the same story. They haven't been, ab- been able to get out of their own way. Now you're back to third and ten. Ball on the far hash. Trips to the wide side. As Chadwick calls the cadence, no blitz, four-man rush. Now he's got to tuck it up and run, and he's going to be hit from behind, and then pile drove down at the 31-yard line. Putting him down is going to be Alex Rodriguez, but he had some help to put him in his arms. Yeah, Wemhoff, Jack Wemhoff comes up and forces him back inside, and you don't ever, as a quarterback, you don't ever want to have to go back in where the meat eaters live. You want to get out where the lettuce eaters live. 
Two minutes here is plenty of time for this Grand Island offense. I'm almost surprised that Grand Island didn't use a timeout right here, but Camplin will boot it away. Using some clock on fourth down and ten. And they're going to get a delay of game. And I don't think they wanted that delay of game. Might have got a timeout. Let's find out what the call is. We do have a flag. Yeah, Lamangi's saying I have a timeout. And they will call delay a game. So Burke's going to eat the five yards there. And again, just some things that you scratch your head about. Uh, you're going to punt the ball, get out there and punt it. Now they are going to use a timeout. Maybe that was a deal where they just wanted to use the whole 25. You're looking at it, if Grant Allen's not going to call timeout, we'll use them all. But don't forget, the last two times this guy snapped the ball, went over the punter's head. We will take a break. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 144 to go in the first half. Class A final, Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. If your last new car dealing resembled a full contact martial art and not near as much fun, Reason Ford in Aurora says come find out what low pressure customer based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Friesen Ford in Aurora are greeting more and more folks by their name. It's called Friendly Friesen. Friesen Ford, Aurora. Even after 38 years, we still start early every morning in every Amigos kitchen to make the foods and flavors you love. We're chopping fresh vegetables, mixing Amigos' famous ranch dressing and salsas, slow-cooking pinto beans, steaming the rice, mixing up batches of homemade guacamole, and grilling the marinated chicken. Your made-to-order items start with real people making real food. It's not the easiest way, just the best. At Amigos, where made from scratch is our recipe. Back here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, the punt is away. Douglas catches it at the 37, drops it, but picks it back up. Just when I said Burke wasn't going to get the ball back, Larry, you you guess from the you-never-know department, but a pretty decent punt that time, and now Grand Island uh, at their own 37. Yeah, really pretty good field position. All three timeouts, minute 35 in an offense that wants to go really fast anyway should be in good shape here. So let's see what Cole Evans, as they send Douglas in motion on the jet sweep, they're going to give it to him. It's a double reverse pass, and there's nobody to pass it to, and he's brought down at the 35-yard line. Oh, Doug, Doug, Doug. They had Kyle Sextro all alone down the field. I I love our back and forth sometimes, Larry. That ball was never going to Kyle Sextro because the reverse was all the way to the other side of the field. He was never going to, even if he threw it, that would have been a 60-yard pass. I I think what he was trying to come back, and the penetration had stopped it. That was fun to watch. It just didn't work. Now the Islanders, what do they do with a minute to go? Option play to the strong side. Pitch play out here to Riley. Riley to the 35-40. He'll step out of bounds at about the 42-43 yard line. That'll be a gain of eight. And it'll be third down and about four. So you get enough there that you can convert. You got to be thinking field goal attempt right now. Any kind of points. Yeah, I'm just telling you, when I said uh, Coach Tomlin is unconscious, this guy has no conscience. There's not a play that has ever been drawn up that he's not willing to let Harvey run here. It's like from the Jim Langan playbook. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I mean, he'll do anything. On third and four, shovel pass inside Timo Sykes, and he is not going to get it. He gets to the 45-yard line, and now will Burke use a timeout? I like that play call. I don't know that Burke will use one. 
part of part of the deal is you have to know as a coach, like if you're Coach Lamangi, you don't trust uh, Coach Tomlin or Harvey as far as you can throw a bull by the tail. They're going to go for it. Now they're lining up to go for it, fourth and two at their own 48. And looking over to the sidelines, Coach Tomlin and Grand Island's going to burn a timeout. What's going to happen? They're gonna I don't run know the clock about down. that. They may run this with virtually no time left. Yeah, Tomlin's in the ear of the official. Nobody's looking at the center. He's going to take the timeout with eight seconds to go here and uh, then make a decision. I would think just a squib punt here to run the clock out because even if you get a first down, what's that do you? Unless you're, take, unless you're taking a Hail Mary all, and you're too far all, away from After that. all the film that I've seen from Grand Island this year, I'm just telling you, they, they've got plays. They're not afraid don't to let run. Your, don't let your alum status no. put you behind the eight ball here, Baker. When you throw a backwards bounce pass in the state quarterfinals. But why would you do that here? You're up 14-3. to three. There's, there's no I, – I get what you're saying. But just bantering back and forth, you squib it, you get out of here. Yeah, I, I, and that's true. You know, the, the, the turnover in the D1 game at the end of the half mattered, but you left 50 seconds on the clock, not two or three. Yeah. So we'll see what Coach Tomlin wants to do. Where does, where does Xavier Watts line up here? That that would matter to me. He plays a lot of defense, and he's a guy you don't want to touch it. And Juergensmeyer lines up back there to punt it away. I ain't punt it to Xavier Watts. Is that? Nope. Nope. James Burke is yep. going back to, to return any kind of a kick here. But I have to imagine this is angled. If it's a 15-yard punt out of bounds, they'll live with that. And now... And Lamangi called timeout. Now we get a timeout called here by Omaha Burke. That'll be their final one. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We'll take it to hear from some of our fine sponsors. Eight seconds to go before the half. Grand Island in great shape. They're playing from ahead in the state playoffs. It's 14-3. to This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Coming up the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first half stats, recap what happened in the first two games today, get you ready for tomorrow. Special Islander alum John Wemhoff is going to join us, and we'll rehash some Grand Island days of the past. Well, now Evans is back there. It's not Jurgensmeyer. Now Cole can punt. All kinds of motion. They're going to run a play. Backside, jump ball, incomplete at the 40. And so Burke with four seconds, but going into this wind, will take over at the Islander 45-yard line. All right, I don't like to be wrong, Doug, so the Islanders better get out of this deal. Yeah, I tried to throw it back here to Sextra. It was incomplete. Now, if you're Burke, there's only one guy that they should even try to get it to here, Watts. I mean, the other fear here would be screen to Burks. And I think they'll get what they can here, but again, they'll get the ball to start the second half. Chadwick back. Looking, rolling, he's going to chuck it if he can. He's under some pressure. Hail Mary to the end zone. It's going to be underthrown. The ball is batted into the air. Caught by Watts at the 10. Five, touchdown, Omaha Burke. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. 
and Grand Island did what they were supposed to do. They went to knock it down. There's a flag on the field. Omaha Burke was cheating, I think. <laughs> it's, so, it's so far back. The Grand Island players are saying he pushed. And that happens a lot of times, Doug. When those guys go up to knock it down, the Burke, or excuse me, the uh, offensive player will push. And let's find out what the call is. The, the flag's at the 30. It's the new official, too. An eligible man downfield. It will not count. And we will go to halftime. An eligible man downfield called on Omaha Burke. Well, do we get an untimed down now? No, it was on the offense. The penalty on the offense, so they're discussing things here, but... Boy, what a highlight play that would have been for Omaha Burke. They would have scored. They'd have got the ball to start the third. Oh, gosh, I would have had to hear that all night in the hotel and for the next 10 years. Well, okay, there is an untimed yeah, down, Larry, so. because they had to accept the penalty. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be if there was no penalty to ex- accept. All right. So that'll move the ball back to midfield. I'd like to put a blood pressure cuff right now on Coach Tomlin. Let's see what Chadwick, he cannot throw it far enough to get it to the end zone. It was batted at the 10. They're just going to hand it off to James Burks. He'll get what he can off the right side, 45, 40, 35. He's going to get 20 yards to pad the stats. And we go to halftime, but I don't care how it all played out. Grand Island has an 11-point lead at halftime in the playoffs. They're not used to that. It's the Islanders 14, Omaha Burke 3 here in the Class A State Championship, Larry. But it almost took a disastrous turn for the worse. Yeah, that was a little crazy at the end there. Uh, No doubt about that. You're probably right. Just get yourself to the half. But I think they led last week at the half at Bell West, uh, uh, did Grand Island. But this this thing's far from over. 21 points I don't think will win this game. Uh, it's going to take some some offense here in the second half, and these Class A playoffs have been full of offense in the second half. Larry, what about Grand Island's defense? Able to hold Omaha Burke to three. Burke stopped on a couple of fourth down tries, but uh, what about, uh, you, we want to talk offense, offense, offense. All these teams have been scoring in Class A throughout the playoffs, and the number one team in Class A has three points. Yeah, well, I think coming into the game, as I told you, uh, Grand Island's linebacker play as a unit is the best in the state of Nebraska, and it's not close. Um, you know, maybe they don't have that one guy that jumps off the page like a Henrich or something like that, but as a group, they're the best group. Now, looking at that moving to the second half, in my opinion, Grand Island's got to be careful of the cutback because that linebacking crew is so good, and they have taken care of business on the front side all night. You're starting to see Jackson Burks look to stick his foot in the ground and cut things back, and you've got that massive, aggressive play. I think the cutback is going to be there for Omaha Burke running the ball. And, Larry, Chris Hickman, the tight end for Omaha Burke, is not even into the locker room yet. He was still on the field, walking gingerly. He's got an assistant or a trainer with him. He kept looking at his right leg or knee. So I don't know if something happened to him on the last play here, but that might be something to look out for. They've been kind of using him as a motion man, as a lead blocker throughout the first half here for Omaha Burke. So we will keep our eye on that. It is halftime. Class A, state championship, Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report is coming up next. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, 
When the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. What? Christmas already? That time is fast approaching. But first, we want to celebrate all we have to be thankful for. At Gary Michaels, that is you, our friends, and our customers. We thank you with 20% off all suits, sport coats, and for the ladies, 20% off all clothing. We take care, and we do care, that you look and feel your best with quality clothing, perfectly fitted from Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Well, we are here at halftime at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. And this is the Preventa Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Preventa Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages at the half of the Class A final, Grand Island 14 and Omaha Burke 3. We will talk about uh, the first half stats in a little bit, but uh, had a play here at the very end of the half, a Hail Mary uh, where Omaha Burke had a 48-yard touchdown reversed by an illegal man downfield. The ball was batted in the air at around the seven-yard line. It fell into the hands of Xavier Watts, and he was able to get the corner and take it into the end zone, but they wave it off. So instead of a just a bang play, a massive offensive play, a shock play, there's a lot of ways to call it. Uh, now Omaha Burke has got to find a way, Larry, to just kind of let that go and know that they have to come out on the first series of the second half, take it down the field and get into the end zone and, and get right back in this football game. Yeah, I think that's really important because so, so sometimes those things can linger. And I think right now Burke goes into the half feeling like maybe they've been cheated here. Uh, there have been holding penalties that, that they have literally gone out and argued with the official about. They've had a lot of plays called back all the way to the touchdown called back on a man downfield. They've got to find a way to stick that in the rearview mirror and live in the windshield, or it will affect their second-half play. The UNK women basketball team a winner tonight. The Nebraska men's basketball team a winner tonight down at the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City, 85-62 to over Missouri State. They'll get either Texas Tech or USC tomorrow. Uh, Monday night football. After having to watch the Giants and the 49ers last week, the exact <laughs> opposite tonight. Chiefs 17, Rams 16, 5.13 to go in the second quarter in Los Angeles. So some points being put on the board already. Again, earlier today, D2, Mullen was up 20 to nothing after the first quarter, and then it was all Johnson-Brock. 56-26, Johnson-Brock wins their first state title. Creighton wins their first state title in D1 holding off Burwell in an incredibly competitive game, 32-30. to Tomorrow we're back on the air for a triple header on ESPN Radio. 10 a.m., C1, or C2 will start the day with UTAN, excuse me, Centennial, who lost to UTAN in last year's final, taking on last year's C1 champ in Norfolk Catholic. Then it is the C1 championship between Aurora and Ord at 245 and Omaha Scott and Scotts Bluff tomorrow night in Class B. Well, we'll get into a little Grand Island history. John Wemhoff, the former Islander, going to join us when we come back at halftime of the Class A State Championship, Grand Island 14, Omaha, Burke 3. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. 
Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Well, last year in the Class A game, we had a lot of fun talking Kearney High football. This year, we're having a lot of fun talking Grand Island football. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. It's 14-3, Grand Island leading Omaha Burke at the half. And Larry, although the Islanders under Coach Tomlin have made a heck of a resurgence here over the last decade, it has been 28 years since the Islanders have been in the state football final. Yeah, and I think when you look at it, you know, Grand Island was always one of those towns, Doug, that was the Friday Night Lights type deal. Like if you were to watch the movie Friday Night Lights, or it was one of those towns where it mattered in such an incredible way. And that will start with Tex Harvey and will be passed on uh, to Kenny Fisher. And it was those guys... It, it was one of those towns that the best football game every Friday night took place just outside the stadium because everybody just wanted to get in uh, and, and be one of those guys. And that did kind of fall off a little bit. And we've seen this group of kids really in this, in this last four or five year run at Grand Island really bring that uh, feeling back to Grand Island. You know, you would go to Sunday, the J.C. football games, and there would be dads with pieces of cardboard keeping track of Rocky Salpas's yards. I mean, <laughs> it, it really was a big deal, and we're joined by John Wemhoff, who was one of those guys, being a kid, I'm four years younger than John, so I was a guy that I remember going on Friday nights and hearing that guy, Wemhoff, the ball carrier. That voice was so uh, instrumental in all of our lives, and and uh, so we looked up to that. And, of course, it was in, in my uh, three years at, at senior high, those guys – were beat in the semis, the finals in the semis. Man, it really mattered. And it hasn't really been back since then. And it's going to be this group of kids that has done that. And, uh, John, what is this kind of ride with Jack, your son, number 44, starting linebacker for Grand Island? What has that been like to kind of get that feeling of what Grand Island used to feel like back now? Uh, Well, first, thanks for having me on. It's it's actually been quite a privilege to be with the program and be on the parent side of it, uh, to watch Coach Tomlin and his crew. I, I mean, it's like a 2018 version of Coach Fisher and his set of guys. The They just stress everything except for football, and if that all happens, the football wins will come. It's it's about family. It's about honoring each other, and, and you see it on the field. Um, every play there's 11 guys there on a tackle or there's guys picking each other up um, I told the team the other night that I see them pointing their thumbs at each other when they make mistakes and, and they they own up to it and it's it's a true brotherhood right now what do you think about what you've seen here we'll go back to the history too John but what do you think about what you've seen in the first half here tonight this is about as good a first half as Grand Island's had in the playoffs uh, yeah, but we've only got half of it gone here. I, I guarantee Burke's going to come back. They're a great team. Um, I watched a lot of film with on them. Um, if it's either going to be really close or we're going to run away with it, that's my guess. 
I, I like option B, Larry. Me too. <laughs> I do too, and so does my wife. It's easier on the ticker. But uh, going back, as we've referenced a few times here, Grand Island has been close. Omaha North has obviously been a nemesis. Uh, you're sitting there in that first round of the playoffs, and it's 24 to nothing against your nemesis in Omaha North. Talk about from that moment on to get to where they are today. Well, you know, just talking with my son, I, I asked him, I go, what did coach tell you guys at halftime of that North game? And uh, he said, well, defense, you're not getting off your blocks. Offense, you're not holding your blocks. Let's go to our position meetings. And I was like, all right. I go, Coach Fisher would have feared us into playing great. I mean, you wouldn't, you didn't want to let the guy down. And I, I think it's – I told him the other day, I go, I compare you to a surfer. I go, this wave's just getting bigger and bigger. Your momentum's getting bigger and bigger. And let's – you know, when is it going to stop? And I don't, I don't see it stopping right now. No, and did that, you know, what it just and this just kind of ran through my head when Doug talked about Omaha North. So for Jack's career, it was going to be Omaha North, and of course, Omaha Creighton Prep or Lincoln Southeast back yep. in those yep. days. So it was kind of nice to see them uh, slay that dragon. How many of these kids were able to meet and knew Coach Fisher? Um, probably none of them. Uh, up until last year, I would see Coach Fisher at a game. I think I saw him there one time last year. And, I mean, my son hears me talk about him all the time and us older guys. But I don't think – I think my son has maybe met him. And otherwise, the kids don't know him. They just hear about him. Your, your thoughts and your a lot of teammates probably got together this last week. I mean, uh, it's part of life. But when, when, it, uh, when Coach Fisher passes on, uh, all those memories come back. What's kind of your – we know that he was, as you just mentioned, you didn't want to let him down. He was a hard-nosed, old-school guy, coach, football, teacher. Uh, and, and for those of our age or those older, they kind of know what we're talking about. But what's one or two uh, of your favorite memories of Coach Fisher? Well, as as much as a hard-nosed guy as he was, and I'll go – I'll compare him to Coach T – you're scared out of your pants the very first day of practice. I was not going to go out for football because I was scared. I'd heard the stories, and the guy came up to me in church. I didn't even know he went to the same church, and he comes up to me as I'm walking out. I can still remember the exact door I was walking out, and he. Uh, I always said people's names end in S. It didn't matter, like Larry Baker's. You were Baker's. I have a Baker's story. It's a great okay, one. <laughs> so I hear this voice come out of the back behind me, Wemhoff's. I kind of turn around. I go, I didn't recognize it, and it's Coach Fisher. You gonna play football this year? And I was shaking in my pants, and I said yes. <laughs> Got out in the car, and my parents knew I wasn't gonna play. I go, I, I'm playing for Coach Fisher this year, and and I mean, like I said, I, I was scared to death of him, but by your senior year, you love him to death, and it, that bond grows. I mean, they spend so many hours with you, you almost spend more time with your coaches than you do your parents, and it's I I, I can see it with this class here, the junior class. These kids, they will bend over backwards for these coaches, and it was the same way with us in the old days. Yeah, I get put up to it. It's Bakers, 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 my sophomore year. And remember, our away jerseys had our names on them. Yep. Right? Yep. And I, it was before we got see our a couple jerseys. out there. I can see Chris Helms. Yep. My, my daughter still wears mine from my sophomore year. She wears it at bed, and I know all the <laughs> stuff's off of it. But I was so afraid it was going to say Bakers. <laughs> and I don't remember who it was. I said, just go tell him. They conned me into going in that corner office in the old gym. And I walk in, and I say, Coach Fisher, and he doesn't look up at me. What? I said, I just wanted you to know, like, like my name is Baker, not Bakers. I just, our jerseys, he looks up and goes, okay, Bakers. And I walked out. I never said a word. I was just terrified that jersey was going to have an S on it. Did he ever ask you for money? 
he'd come up to me and go, Wim Hof, you got any money on you? <laughs> or I, uh, a couple of guys, they ran to the lumber yard one day and got some paint for him, and, you know, they missed chemistry class, but nothing was ever said about it because, I mean, Coach Fisher kind of ruled the place for a while there. Yes, he did. So, in a good way. Yeah, and, and, and I just think it's, you know, and, and it's been really good. I mentioned it earlier tonight, but in this last year when we think about Grand Island, you know, we lost Coach Shada, icon. We lose uh, Coach Harvey, icon. Icon. Um, you know, uh, and so, and, and, and it was, and there's some others, you and I had uh, just a fabulous conversation the other day, you know, your mother um, uh, here in this last year. And I mean, there's the Galvin uh, boy. Sam, uh, yeah, Sam Fultzy, uh our starting right guard, Riley Krulikowski, lost his dad last year. Uh, last week we ran a play, very first offensive play was called Randy, and uh, Riley got to run the ball. He was leading the team in rushing yardage for about three plays. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Harvey and Tomlin, they're really good about tradition. Uh, you know, there's another play out there that, well, the fake field goal that we ran last year is called Big Al, or Al is in. It's not called a fake field goal. It's, it's named after a guy from a couple of year, years ago, Alec Redwine. So it's they, it's a tradition. It's, it's, it's great. Well, Grand Island uh, takes care of their own. John Wemhoff with us here for another minute uh, at halftime, a great uh, Grand Island Islander and alum. I guess uh, one question I have for you. Compare, if you can, a little bit, what it was like when you played in the final as a player and what the community felt like. And all I'm hearing is about how this community, I mean, just you get a little extra time now uh, between the semifinal and the state championship for this to all build up. What has it been like here the last week in Grand Island and for the Islander alum? I, I, I will compare the, the town support wholeheartedly is the same now as it was back then. Uh, the big difference I see is there was not near as much on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> as there is. I mean, like this morning when I woke up at 2.05 in the morning at work and got on, it's literally, you know, you go down to the tributes to the kids. Uh, Ex-Islanders were texting and had a little video montage that they sent the team. Uh, Tom Rathman, I mean, it's the exact same thing. It's just, it's almost like it's on steroids from when we when we did it. But it, the, it's there. It's it's. It's awesome. And I would say, you know, you said when you woke up at work this morning at 2, you've been a first responder for your entire career. And those of us that just pray that you guys are on the other line when we need you, thank you. Yep, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, let's go finish this one out, John, and get that second state championship for the Islander Purple. Let's double it up, 28-6 to six by the end of the fourth quarter. Sounds good, sir. Thanks All for right, coming up and spending you. time with us. Yep, thank you. Islander alum John Wemhoff joining us here on the Halftime Show. Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3, half of the Class A final. We'll look at the numbers right after this. Reel it in and wrap up your year with a new Larson fishing boat from Buzz's Marine. Now through December 15th, take advantage of three and $4,000 rebates. Larson fishing boats fulfill every fishing requirement when you need it and provide family fun on the water when you don't. With smart storage, serious capacity, and plenty of room for the family, don't miss out on this great deal on your next Larson fishing boat. And ask about a free trailerable ratchet cover. View the inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or visit on South Central Avenue in Kearney today. Synergize from Ag Explorer International is your all-in-one drift control, defoamer, surfactant, and ammonium salts with a water conditioner and absorption activator. Synergize is the number one AMS replacement on the market. Over 30 million acres worldwide have made the right choice with Synergize. 
Contact Mid-Nebraska Chemical today for a dealer in your area to get Synergize, NutriPack, Enzone, and other great products from Ag Explorer International. 308-468-6206. Let's take a look now at the first half stats here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Grand Island balanced. 104 passing, 104 rushing, 208 yards of total offense, four penalties for 25 yards. They have eight first downs. Now, they're only one of five on third and one of three on fourth down as they've run 28 plays, which is 10 less than what Omaha Burke, but they're averaging nearly seven and a half yards per play in this football game. Uh, Time of possession dominated by Omaha Burke. 15-15 to 8-45. There has not been a turnover in the football game for Grand Island, 208 yards. For Omaha Burke, 160 yards, 79 through the air, 81 on the ground. They had negative yards to start on the ground in the second quarter of play. They have had eight penalties for 42 yards. They're all those nickel and dime penalties, but they have come up short if it's second and two penalty. If it's third and five, then it's third and ten. They've really hurt themselves. Ten first downs. They're just two of seven on third. They are one of three on fourth down. They're averaging just over four yards per play here today as they dominate that time of possession. Tyler Chadwick, nine of 14, 79 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. James Burke, 18 yards, 18 carries, 92 yards. Now, the Burke rushing number skewed a little bit by the snap over the punt punter Colin Campen's head that was negative 22 so you throw that out and you've got a real respectable 100 yards in the first half Xavier Watts five catchers for 40 yards it was almost six catches for 85 yards and a touchdown but uh, it was negated by penalty and then the uh, Chris Hickman the uh, tight end has two catches for 32 yards Cole Evans for Grand Island very efficient 10 of 13 104 yards and a touchdown uh, running the football, John Riley, seven carries, 47 yards. And the other touchdown, Timo Sykes, three carries for 45 yards. Caleb Frankel, three receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown in this football game. So your score here at the half, 14-3 in favor of Grand Island. They have out-yarded Omaha Burke, 208 to 160, uh, but they did not take advantage of the bad punt snap uh, in this football game. They took advantage of stopping Burke, on Burke's first drive at the 7 and marched it 93 yards in 12 plays. And uh, they've got the lead here at the half by a score of 14-3. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer-engineer, Cassie Sloan. Larry, uh, Omaha Burke will get the ball to start the second half, and I don't want to overemphasize this because it's not the entire ball game, but you've got the feeling Burke's got to go get some points. Yeah, I think so. And I think when you look at it, Doug, you're exactly right. Burks, this offense will explode, and it'll happen in a big way. Burks, I, I completely expect James Burks to break a long run somewhere, and Xavier Watts is gonna—he's gonna get hit for a big one, like we saw at the end. I thought one of the things that you said there was a very telling. None of the penalties have I mean, there's not this massive amount of yardage, but they have come in incredibly timely. Um, uh, spots or untimely, I guess you should should say for Burke. I mean, they right now have seven points. They had to take off of the board simply due to one of, of those penalties. But they've come in the most incredible spots, and that's where if you Burke's really got to find a way to erase that. We might not have spent enough time on that at the half, where if they start feeling like they're getting cheated and getting slighted. Uh, it's going to affect their play. Right now, Lamonji's down there arguing with the White Hat as we speak, really animated with his hands, and he's not happy. I think after going back and probably hearing or looking at it, 
there probably was not an illegal man downfield yeah, from what be. we're from what we're understanding uh, after reviewing that play from some of the folks that have looked at the play a couple of times and maybe that touchdown should have counted before the half. Uh, let's talk about the defensive stats. Caleb Frankel gets the touchdown. He's got ten tackles yeah. to lead the way. Alex Rodriguez has been great with seven. Brock Douglas and Jack Wemhoff have six tackles. Wemhoff has five solo tackles as we just talked to his dad from his linebacker position. Omaha Burke didn't have a single player with more than four tackles. They're very balanced, but again, 28 plays to 38 plays here in this football game. Well, and I think part of that is the way Grand Allen spreads the ball all over the field. It's just so tough for them for somebody to be able to just come undone. But you see the those tackle leaders for Grand Island, it's that linebacking crew. They The D-line does its job. They eat offensive linemen, and the linebackers get going. But just keep your eye on their aggressiveness. I'm thinking a screen or starting setting up some cutback runs will be just what the doctor ordered if you're Omaha Burt. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. The second half is next. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Sites ready to boot it away here for Grand Island as we're ready to start the second half. Jackson Sykes, and there's another line drive. Picked up at the 25-yard line, return to the right. 30, good block, 35. Breaks a tackle up to the 38. They're trying to strip the ball, and he keeps the legs moving 40. Pushing forward to the 45, still on his feet. And now a penalty flag comes down, and that usually means there's a face mask in there. They, instead of tackling, tried to strip the ball, and it cost Grand Island 12 yards, and it might cost them more if this is a face mask. Yeah, Omaha Burke's going to get this on about the 36-yard line of Grand Island, I think. They're just afraid, I think, to, to let those guys... Oh, sideline warning on Burke. Okay, must have ran into one of the coaches. Yeah, well, my guess is, too, they just might be done hearing them. So, we get a sideline warning. Each team has had one. Nonetheless, though, this is the third time that Omaha Burke has started past their 40 or better. This will be first and 10 at the 49-yard line, down 14-3, to and Chadwick turns and hands it to Burks on the first play. He is not going to get much. Gets to midfield. Now he's still on his feet, trying to use his legs and back, 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 and they'll finally blow his motion dead at the 48-yard line of Grand Island, a gain of three. Extremely surprised how long those officials are letting that go. They should blow. Blow that dead, Doug, when that gets close like that. That's how injuries happen. That's where fights start. Because if somebody comes blowing in there and blasts him, they're going to throw a flag on him. Wind kicking up a little more here. Trips to the left side, empty to the right side. 
They tried wheel them, then they moved the running back out, and quarterback Chadwick's going to keep it himself, and he's going to get a couple as he gets to the 45. He's popped, and he'll get up and say, get off me a little bit. Tackle made by Wemhoff again. Yeah, that was a really nice play there. Uh, the corner was out there on the motion guy. He'd have been fine, and Wemhoff got with, and Chadwick just replaced Wemhoff. You're listening to KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and KXPN-AM, Kearney, KICS, Hastings, PlatteRiverPreps.com, the state football championships, third and four, Burke. They have the ball knocked down at the line of scrimmage as they tried to throw it out into the left flat, and it'll be fourth down. Yeah, this is a t- that, that looks like the punting unit's going to come on. I don't know that I would chance this here at midfield a lot of game left 10 30 left in the in the uh third quarter all not what coach lamangi and his staff had in mind they start at the 40 their own 49 and cannot register a first down i don't know why i feel this way but i don't trust anybody i just think a trick plays coming at all times so ready to punt it away again is camp and they've had some trouble with the snap it's fourth and fourth the islander 45 and here is a direct run, now stopping and punting it away. Low line drive kick. Got Grand Island to come up. It's going to downs at the 12, back up to about the 13-yard line. It's a 32-yard kick, but that was a strange way. He took off just like he was going to run it and then just stopped and punted it away. Yeah, my guess is he was told, if you think you can get it, get it. And if you don't, kick it away. I mean, every time, both sides of the ball here, I just think you're going to see all kinds of tomfoolery here as you go, Doug. Well, he would have had to definitely break a tackle on the outside there. So Grand Island will start at their own 13. Omaha Burke is, as we said, has had the better of the starting field position here so far in this football game. And I think we have a timeout, too. The teams are lined up there. Our television guy didn't get too far onto the field this time, and now you uh, set and wait. And this is something the teams are not used to, Larry. Uh, our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. Not that it's hurting them at all, but you run out there, you're ready to go, and then they tell you, stand around and wait when you should be in the huddle. Yeah, and especially a team like Grand Allen wants to move at such a pace. Yeah, they, they're used to showing their formation for about five seconds and then running a play. It's going to be really important. You know, we haven't seen a bunch of turnovers and that kind of thing. They're going to crop up somewhere in this game. Uh, and, you know, just you got a team right now backed up down inside their own 20. So we're ready to go. Grant Allen, first play of the second half. Try to swing it out here, and it's incomplete. Trying to throw it out to their running back in John Riley. Yeah, what happened there is Evans, uh, Cole Evans had to throw that around the DN. The DN had gotten enough penetration there that that altered the throw. And again, big injury update. Nick Henrich, the Nebraska signee, or going to be, uh, is out. He finally came back, played in the first half, and got dinged up again. Here's a handoff to Riley, and he is hit behind the line of scrimmage. He'll lose a yard. There was nowhere to cut up the field. Good tackle made in there by Tonya Clark. Tonio Clark. Yeah, that really was nice. There was a lot of penetration there uh, by Omaha Burke all the way around. Joel Awesome wanted to be third and 11. Grand Island leads it 14 to 3. Two minutes into the third quarter of play here at Memorial Stadium in the Class A final. Twins left and right out of the shotgun for Cole Evans. He wants to throw. Three step drop over the middle, overshoots it, and it's in and out of the hands of the linebacker. There he was again in uh, 
Antonio Clark. It wasn't great coverage. The ball just about got deflected into his paws, though. Yeah, I mean, it bounced off off of his numbers, that's for sure. We just about saw the first real big mistake. But now Burke is going to get great field position again, Doug. And you mentioned it coming out of the half. At some point here, uh, you got to think Burke's going to turn this field position into points. Off the hands of Frankel, who ran the wheel out of the... Oh, they dropped the punt, and it's Burke ball at the two. Yeah, he literally went to punt the ball and missed his foot. The ball slid out of his hands. He got it and rushed forward again and just dropped it by that time. So both teams have had problems on special teams, and Burke's going to have a gift at the two. Yeah, they're going to get this ball at about the three-yard line. And I, I, my guess is you see inside zone right away. Could see a fade ball down here to Betts. You actually have two lead blocking backs here. You've got four guys in the backfield. Chadwick drops the ball in the backfield. Wemhoff can't get the tackle. Now Chadwick runs to the right. He's going to be thrown down. Forward progress to about the 10. A loss of seven on the play. Yeah, and he's lucky to have gotten the ball back. Wemhoff was on the blitz there. If he doesn't field that cleanly, I'm not so sure Grant Allen doesn't get it right back. I think it was just supposed to be quarterback lead or quarterback follow that time, and he got a little anxious because Burks didn't even look for a handoff. He ran straight forward like he was going to block for him. So this changes things up. They'll mark the ball just inside the 10. We'll call it second and goal at the 9. Trips to the left, single to the right. Burks in the backfield. They'll hand it to him off left side, finds a little crease, gets to the six, and he stood up there, a gain of three. It'll be third down and goal at the six. But if Grand Island holds Burke to three here, that is gift, 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 early Thanksgiving. Yeah, Wemhoff, this is the second time he's got up awful slow. It's a physical football game down there, but it would shock me if they go through this series and don't throw a fade ball to one of these receivers, Doug. They love the fade. Xavier Watts is the wide receiver to the top. Looking, there's the fade to the right side. Jump ball, and they go to the tight end, and it's not there. It's knocked away, well covered as they tried to get it to Chris Hickman, who we said hobbled off the field at halftime. But he tried to get in there on the fade and was unable to make the play. Ace able to get in there and take care of business. McKinnis knocking it away. And they'll line up to kick the field goal, another 23-yarder. Yeah, there's no pass interference there. McKinnis went up and high-pointed that ball and just competed for it. So they got the ball at the three. They end up losing three yards. And now Colin Campen's field goal attempt is on the way. And it is pulled no good. Omaha Burke has it first at goal at the three, and they get nothing. No points. So now... You get this back, and it's just reset the possession. Instead of punting it to them, they just drop the punt, and we'll get it back right here. Well, Larry watching the replay. The holder dropped the snap, and that threw everything off, and it was just directly hooked. And so Grand Island will get it at the 20. And that does throw things off, Doug. Uh, we've got a good kicker on our football team. And when for him to be great, all of the, the snap, the hold, all of it does have to be really crisp because of the type of timing those guys are on. So it'll be first down and 10. Grand Island gets away with one. And they'll hand it off. Frankel off the right side. Busts the tackle. Gets into the secondary. And Xavier Watts will have to bring him down after a gain of six. Yeah, Watts splattered him there. But as I told you before the game, Frankel will get the tough yards in the second half. 
That's a great one-two punch when you've got Riley as well. Well, Frankel, and they've had Sykes do okay, and Riley in the football game. Sometimes they run twins. Looks like they're going to put both backs in the backfield. Out of the pistol, Emmons about a yard ahead of him in the shotgun. And he is going to turn and run option pitch right side. Frankel's got it first down. Across the 30, gets head over heeled as he's undercut. And he'll bounce back up at the 32-yard line and move the sticks here for Grand Island. The state football playoffs brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, 735 and counting in the third quarter of the Class A state championship. Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. Burke just had it first and goal at the three after a drop punt snap and got nothing. And now Riley stretch play, great block on the outside, and now the flag, 35-40. They're going to call a hold on Frankel with his outside block, and that negates what would have been a first down run of 13 yards by John Riley. Yeah, they're going to call that on Timo Sykes. Or, excuse me, yes, yes, Timo Sykes. I don't know. I mean, it was close. They'd called him on Burke, so. Had him locked up out here on the end. And that will move it back a handful of yards. It won't be all 10 because they threw the flag downfield. No, you were right. They, that's on Frankel, I think, Doug. Well, nonetheless, it is going to be a five-yard penalty. Looks like maybe six. We'll call it first and 15 is the official call at Grand Island's 27-yard line. Yeah, because it did happen after a gain. That's a spot foul. So kind of sloppy right now to start this second half. In motion out of the backfield, and now a late draw up the middle of the field, looking for some room across the 30 to the 34-yard line. Frankel is going to get a nice little gain on this play of about seven. It'll be third down, excuse me, second down and eight. You got solid there, Doug. You're going to be about second and eight. So by getting all of it back on first down, it's uh, just kind of like a regular first down play had gone on. It's going to be interesting to see if Grant Allen starts to test things vertically. They have not thrown anything vertically. Evans back. Pump fake going for it all down the right sideline, and he has got a man that is going to be knocked out of the hands of Brock Douglas. Good hand fighting, good one-on-one coverage down the field by Peak. Yeah, that was a dynamite job there. They ran a wheel route there, and... Uh, Peak did a great job just getting that thing ripped out. Really good coverage. It made sense at some point they were going to look for something vertical, Doug. Douglas, the number one receiver. He's the one that caught that bounce pass that you were referring to earlier in the playoffs. Okay, they got a lineman coming off that's got an equipment issue there. They're bringing the new one on. He's beside himself. Sometimes you just got to stay relaxed. We'll get you taken care of. And Alex Rodriguez is coming in. That's not a bad backup. He's been tearing him up on the defensive side. Now he's got to play a little low line. And they're still checking the sideline. Play clock at 15. Grand Island has it third down and eight at their own 34, leading it 14-3. to Evans, three-step drop under immediate pressure, and he is going to be away from the sack. Throw it up the field. It's complete at the 40, but short of the first down at the 41 by a yard. Coming, flying through there was Austin Doherty, untouched, and somehow he slid right down the legs of Evans. And Grant Allen looks like they're going to send in the punt unit on fourth and one. Aaron Rodgers, who? Cole Evans, the way he extends plays, Doug, he's dead there for a massive loss. Now Grant Allen's got a chance to flip the field. And Wentling able to haul that in. 
but they will punt it away. Good snap. He grabs it. Jurgens Meyer boots it away. It's going to hit the ground and roll just a handful of yards inside the 25 to about the 24-yard line, a 35-yard punt, but no return into that win. And so we have played the first six minutes and five seconds of the third quarter, and the score remains. Grand Island 14, Omaha Burke 3. The Bulldogs will have it first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. Yeah, and I think from, from, from Burke, I expect to see them start to look for something down the field as well. Two possessions in this half, zero first downs for Burke. Out of the pistol. Counter play left side. Burks finds some room. Gets across the 30. Nice run. Still going. He's going to be brought down about the 33. They continue to have very good first down gains. If you put down the piece of paper today showing the first down yardage that Omaha Burke has, you'd be going, how in the world do they only have three points? Yeah, that's exactly right. They haven't been able to get out of their own way. If they put a mistake-free drive together, Doug, they're going to put points on the board. Trying to go quick. They'll run it again, this time off the right side. Burks has the first down across the 35, tackled forward by Frankel up to the 38-yard line, a gain of six. Extremely physical football game on both sides. Every ball carrier is just absolutely getting punished for having to carry it. Well, everybody, we bring this up to you when we get a second here. Last year, we didn't talk about it until it was evident that Omaha North was running over Carney in the fourth quarter because basically Carney played everybody both ways and North didn't. What are we seeing in this football game tonight? First down and 10, Omaha Burke takes a little extra time. Three-step drop, looking to throw, wants to go for it all. Chadwick has Watts down the middle of the field, complete. 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bulldogs. Yeah, straight-up speed there. They just ran a little post play, and Watts is too fast. He just ran away. Here's the one difference is last year it had to be the run because Omaha North couldn't throw it. What makes Burke so dangerous is they've got the -the over-the-top pass game. I said it at the start of this drive. It felt like both teams had been jabbing each other enough. Somebody was going to go up top. Both teams did. Grand Island's incomplete. Burke, touchdown. They will kick the extra point, and it's blocked. The extra point kick is blocked. I thought maybe they'd go for two to make it a three-point game. But with 4.56 to go here in the third quarter, we've got a five-points bank touchdown, five-points bank, the better bank in Carney, a 62-yard hookup from Tyler Chadwick to Xavier Watts. It's Grand Island 14, Omaha, Burke 9. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up, and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Uh, Tequahu and Douglas back deep here for Grand Island, but neither team has really wanted to show that they wanted to boot it deep. It's been pooch kicks so far for both teams. 
But how about this one? They'll put a leg into it. It's returnable on the near sideline. Grant Allen's Douglas at the 10, 15, 20. Gets a little room, 25. And brought down at the 27-yard line. Had to run to the short side of the field on a good directional kick. And the tackle is made by Austin Doherty. And Grant Island will have it first and 10 at their own 27, leading it 14-9. 33-yard pass from Evans to Franklin. An 18-yard run by John Riley. Yeah, and I think both teams are in the exact same spot where their jab has been good enough to bloody the nose of the other. Being able to run the ball, both teams have been able to do it. It's that home run piece. Who's going to be able to complete that? They've each tried one home run. Burke, yes. Grand Island, no. If you're Grand Island here, though, I still like to run the ball. No doubt. The option pitch has been huge in the ballgame. Blitz from the outside. They run away from the blitz. Riley uses a good block on the inside to get to the 30-yard line. He's only going to get three. But Red is blocked from Frankel well and was able to get up the field. Yeah, and in that spot, what you're seeing is is Burke's got some more team speed there, say at linebacker. They're able to play east and west pretty well. Trips to the left, a lot of four wide sets. With the running back, John Riley, just to the left, Evans. Evans drops back three steps, throws over the middle of the field, and it is deflected. There was way too much traffic. Xavier Watts just about made a big play on the defensive side, but there were three whites to two purples on that one. Yeah, there what they did is they disguised their coverage and they brought Watts over. It's going to, for Grand Island, I saw what he what he was looking at. It He felt like he had Kyle Sextro open in the seam and Watts was baiting the thing and just used his athleticism to come across. See where he's at right over the ball? Third down, shovel pass Sykes. Sykes, there's a penalty flag and he's going to be dropped after a short game. Looks like this will be a hold, a decline, and a punt for Grand Island unless you got a face mask, but it is a hold. So Burke should decline it, and Grand Island will be facing fourth down at about six, maybe five now that they remark the football. Yeah, the momentum has changed here dramatically, Doug. Omaha Burke feels really good about themselves right now. They've had two really nice defensive uh, possessions now, and, of course, on the last one, that went about 70 yards for a touchdown. Well. They've had some success with that shovel pass to Timo Sykes, but not that time. And so Jurgen Meister has to punt into the wind here. And you've got Birch back to return it. Fourth down, low snap. The kick is away. Pretty good into the wind. And they'll let it bounce at the 34. And it's going to take a Grand Island bounce into the 24 and down to about the 22-yard line. So a 46-yard punt, no return, first and 10. Omaha Burke coming off of a score that they forced the three and out. Grand Island keeps the lead 14-9, but Burke finally get a little something going here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Grand Island needs a stop and needs to move the ball a little bit on offense, Doug. State football action brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your pioneer seed dealer. Day one of two of the state football championships on ESPN Radio and Power 99. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, live in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium. Here's the end off to Burks. Follows his blocker. Grand Island rides him out to the 30, excuse me, the 26, a gain of four. Yeah, and it's just there again. Uh, Burks is doing a great job. I can see Chadwick keeping one of these out the back door, too. He hasn't run it much, but in games like this, you'll call a play like that. Second down and six. At their own 26. Wants to throw. Again out here quickly to Watts. Watts caught. Grant Allen's on this one to the 29, though. They pick up about three, and it's third and manageable. They may have even given him the 30-yard line. It's going to be third, and he needs about two and a half to three yards. 
We'll see here. This is a big third down. I feel like if you're Omaha Burke, you'd feel comfortable enough running your, your zone that you've been running, Doug. Early, early in the game, Grand Island swallowed that up, and that has not been the case for the last quarter and a half. You can hear the crowd. Actually, a pretty good crowd from Burke. Grand Island's got everybody here. Third and two and a half. Handoff Brooks, left side. Big, massive humanity, but I think he's got it out to the 33, maybe the 33 and a half, and that will move the chains. Yeah, he got it by a good two yards. And you're right, the massive humanity, it's exactly what they've got going on now. Burke is just sticking extra guys in the gaps. Update on Monday Night Football. Chiefs and Rams tied at 23, 13 minutes to go in the third quarter of play. Husker men's basketball team beat Missouri Southern in a battle of unbeatens tonight, 85-62. First down and 10, Burks goes to the short side, right side, cuts it back up off of his right guard. Across the 40, he's hard to bring down to the 43. Again, gang tackled. And you have to hope nobody gets hurt here. The guys on both teams are running so hard, but there's been a lot of stacking up, and you can really get bent over backwards and get hurt if that happens. And there's Wentling off the bottom. Uh, I took... Atikawu, Atikawu, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had it right until right then. He came all the way over and was jumping in on the pile. Yeah, and there again, Doug, that's, those officials probably should blow that, but there, it's the cutback. Uh, James Burks is doing a great job getting it moving one direction and then getting it cut back. Gain, gain of nine, second and one at their own 43. They want to swing it out here again. Wide receiver screen, running the wrong way, trying to go all the way from right, left to right is Watts. Grand Island strung him all the way out to the 48-yard line. He's going to get about five, but he ran all the way from the Islanders' sideline and was pushed out of bounds on his own sideline. You rarely see that, but he wasn't able to cut it up right after he caught the ball. I'm not so sure that isn't exactly the way that was designed, and maybe it's seen that uh, Keenan Wheatling ran with him across the field and, I mean, like not fooled at all as, as though maybe that had been that way. First and ten. Burke on the move again. Handed off to Burks. Has a big hole off the left side. 45-40. And he's upended after he gets another first down to the 37-yard line. Another 12 on the play. Yeah, I mean, Grand Island has been subbing a ton. It's two guys here, three guys here. I don't think this is a war down issue or getting war down. This is just a deal where Burke's offense is doing what it does normally, and they're not making these mistakes that were killing these drives in the first half. So move it again here for Burke into Grand Island territory. Trailing 14-9, but on the move. The Bulldogs back to pass. Chadwick wants to go deep down the seam into double coverage. The ball's tipped and caught. And he's into the end zone. They're going to give him the touchdown, and Burke has the lead. Yeah, no doubt about it. It looked to me, I thought if Brock Douglas would have turned around, he'd have been able to play the ball. He was getting into the deep hole. Xavier Watts, his second long touchdown here of the half, and Burke is up 15-14. Yeah, I, you, you see why everybody in the country wants this guy. Very fast. 37 yards. Well covered, well thrown by Chadwick. Yeah, that's tremendous. Now they're going to have to use a timeout. Burke just didn't have any idea what they wanted to get done there. Play clock was going to run out. They're going to go for two here and try to make this a three-point game. 
Yeah, they did not go for two on the last possession. They had a kick blocked, and now they do want to go for two. So, yes, they will burn a timeout with 1.35 to go here in the third quarter. The Bulldogs have their first lead, 15-14. to 14. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians and Carney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll have the two-point conversion when we come back. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Omaha Burke now goes for the important two-point conversion after the 37-yard touchdown pass. Little tight formation here. Slot back right side. Chadwick crossing slant complete. Two-point conversion is good. And it's 17-14. Omaha Burke. They have two touchdowns here in the last three minutes of the Class A state championship. 135 to go in the third. Omaha Burke 17. Grand Island 14. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in in you. Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way Well, things have definitely changed here as we get another kickoff that is returnable. Back to Douglas at the three-yard line, up to the 10, left side again. Not going to make it to the 20. He's going to be brought down at the 17-yard line. Yeah, those are really good kickoffs, Doug. If you can get a guy that can get it into the corner where you're kicking it to the guy like down on the numbers, that helps you so much because you can take and just funnel everybody there and you use the sideline as another defender. Those are two really good kickoffs in a row by Omaha Burke. Well, now Grand Island feeling comfortable, now behind, and it happened in a hurry. Yeah, has not been a good half offensively for Grand Island, that's for sure. They really need to get something going here. Grand Island has 26 yards of the half. Quarterback draw, Cole Evans. It looked like they had the running back Riley covered, and this would work for Evans, but Evans all does get back to the line of scrimmage. No gain, second down and 10. Yeah, and that's a good play call there. They have ran that outside zone play off the jet motion all night. Evans hasn't kept it in the A-gap. Made sense to probe that once. So it'll be second down and 10, Grand Island. Already today, Johnson, Brock, and Creighton bringing home eight-man titles. Three more finals tomorrow. Riley in motion out of the backfield. Evans wants to throw it. He has no time. He's sacked at the 10. 
And the problem there, Larry, is he didn't get hit by one. He got hit by a trio yeah. of Burke Bulldogs. And down linemen as well, Doug, not just linebackers. You know, a lot of times that happens off blitzers. That happened with dudes that had their hand in the ground to start. Caleb Robinson in to get the sack. They hadn't been able to get to Evans much, but everything right now going for Omaha Burke, and it is third down and 15 at their own 12. Throws it out of the backfield, complete to Riley, trying to get to the corner. He's going to get five, but he'll be drugged down by Chris Hickman and bring up fourth down and nine yards to go, and another punting situation here for Grand Island. Yeah, that's tough. You've got to give it right back to Burke, and Burke's offense, unlike Nebraska, or excuse me, Grand Island's here in this half, theirs has been firing on all cylinders. They've thrown it, and they've run it. Grand Island will allow the quarter to run out so that they can have the wind at their back for this punt. And we have completed three quarters of the 2018 Class A State Football Championship. Omaha Burke able to outscore the Islanders 14 to nothing on two Tyler Chadwick to Xavier Watts touchdown passes from 62 and 37 yards. And your score, Omaha Burke 17, Grand Island 14. The fourth quarter is next on Power 99 at ESPN Radio. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The State High School Football Playoffs on Power 99 and ESPN Radio brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Well, Omaha Burke dominated the third quarter of play. Remember, on a botched punt snap, they had it first and goal at the three and didn't score and yet put up 14 points and lead at 17-14. Yeah, if you're an Islander right now, you're kind of hanging on by your fingernails. Need something good to happen. Football, the momentum can shift so incredibly quickly. And if you're Grand Island at this point, you're not overly worried. You've been around these spots. 158 yards in the quarter for Omaha Burke. And as we said, 26 for Grand Island. As the punt is away, high in the air. Again, they're going to have to let it bounce at the 50 to the 45 to about the 43-yard line. So only a 30-yard punt with the wind at the back. And special teams hasn't been great for either team tonight. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. Every time Burke's gotten the ball around that red end, they can't score. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see here because this is great that is field at position. Least, yeah, that is at least what now the fifth time probably, the fifth time that Burke has started a drive outside their 40. One of them was at the three of Grand Island. First and 10, Omaha Burke up three at their own 43 to start this fourth quarter of play. Handed off to James Burks around the right side. He finds a hole, finds a crease, gets into Grand Island territory. Still going, still going, and he's going to run over the guy, hold the first down marker. So that should mean a gain of 10. Yeah, and again, he makes the first guy miss, 
And that first guy, Doug, has got him to where it's about a two-yard gain is all. He has done this all night. James Burks has done an absolutely fabulous job of not allowing the first or second defender to take him down. That's some pretty good football tonight. And James Burks, I don't know, Grand Island just can't bring him down. They'll hand it to him again. Off right side, same hole, 40-35. Douglas has to bring him down in the secondary at the 32-yard line. 15 more. Yeah, this is what I told you at the half. It just felt like some of his runs were getting ready to be much bigger than they'd been in the first half, and we definitely have seen that here. And this offensive line is starting to feel pretty lathered up. They're pulling guys in just road grading. Grand Island's got to find something here. They'll hand it off to Burks again off the right side. Follows his block inside the 25. He's following everybody. That time a good lead block out there by Nolan Olofsson. And another big gain on the play. It'll be second down and short. They'll officially mark the ball at the 19-yard line. So second down and two. How many times have we said second and two? Well, they're just running the same play, Doug. They're pulling the backside guard and tackle up through. And Grand Island just doesn't have an answer right now. Second down, out of the backfield, Burks. Quarterback draw, Chadwick trying something different, and he's not going to go anywhere. Looked like he had a little bit of dancing room, but he's going to be brought down at the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, Sam Sims does a nice job there making the tackle for Grand Island. They actually ran the same play. It was just a quarterback that keeps it there. They still pulled the same garden tackle up through. So it'll be third down and two at the 24. Need to get to the 22. Again, both teams stalled drives in the red zone in the first half by not converting fourth. Chadwick out of the pistol. They haven't stopped Burks, so they run it with him again, and he gets to the 23, and I think he's going to have to try it again on fourth down, a gain of one. Yeah, and I, I don't think he kicks a field goal here. I think he'd go for this all the way. you got to feel good about it, wouldn't you? This is where, Doug, you can see that same play, and the quarterback keep it out the back door. Let's see what Coach Lamungi wants to do here on fourth and a half a yard. They have not been able to stop Burks here in the second half. Chadwick hard count. Didn't get him to jump. Looks over to the sidelines. Comes up to the line of scrimmage. Calls the play. Ten on the play clock. Gets the high snap. Fumbles the football. He's going to be dropped in the backfield and Grand Island gets a break. The snap was high, and the Islanders will take over at the 35. Yeah, and it's the momentum swing there. All of a sudden, your fans are yelling, and your sidelines popping and jumping up and down. That's just what Grand Island needed there, Doug. They've got to get something going on offense here. It's been really vanilla in this half. We haven't seen any real passing concepts at all. We have saw uh, RPO bubble. And the one pass to Douglas down the field, outside of that, it has been shovel pass or zone. Islanders start at their own 31. They waste no time. Ooh, hit hard right up the middle of the field. A gain of a half a yard that time. And just nowhere to go as trying to carry at that time was Caleb Frankel. Looked like there was a hole, but it wasn't there very long. Yeah, Tony Clark made sure that thing was closed fast for Omaha Burke. Islanders looking for some yardage. Little option pitch to the outside, 35. Looks like carrying it is Timo Sykes. He'll get to the 38-yard line, so nice gain on that play. And it's going to be third down and three. 
this is such an important third down, Doug, as, as they all are, I understand. But this has just not been a good half of football so far offensively for Grand Island. And sometimes it's just one or two first downs that makes you remember you're pretty good. Well, they definitely need something here. Third and three. Here comes the blitz from the right side or left side. They'll run it to the right. First down, option pitch, 40, 50, foot race, 30, and drop down inside the 30 at the 27-yard line is Frankel. And he is going to have a huge gain on the play. 35 yards and a first down for Grand Island. That doubled their entire offensive output in the second half. Yeah, Caleb Frankel does a nice job there. You mentioned it earlier, Doug. They needed to get back to some of that speed option stuff and being able to run an inside zone look one way with an option pitch off the other, and that's exactly what they did. And the Islanders ready to throw. Evans right side. Douglas completed the 10. He'll slip the tackle to the 6 and crab crawl to the 4. First and goal. Yeah, now we're getting into the money time. Eight minutes left in this entire season. Uh, for these two teams, and Grand Island's got something cooking. You see what I meant? It was one first down, and then all of a sudden you just get to feeling good again. Your sideline gets to popping. 28 years since Grand Island's played for a state final. Different look offensively here. They will run it, trying to get around right end, and back to the four, maybe sitting on the pile, that they'll give him to the three-yard line there. And it'll be second down and goal. Frankel again with Timio Sykes in there. Yeah, it's tough. They're having trouble getting to the edge where it's just a single carrier, where it's not some sort of option look. We'll see what they give here. Cole Evans didn't like what they sent in. He sent somebody off. They will keep Frankel in the backfield on second and goal at the three. They'll send Sykes in motion, put him in the left end. And they'll run it that way, trying to get outside. Frankel cuts it up. Two, one, stretches. They did not give it to him. He'll have it third and goal at the one, and that's always dangerous, stretching the football out if they don't give it to him. Don't ever do it in a high school football game. We coach it. Don't do it. There's no replay to see if you got it across or not. It's a terrible idea. Now they had him wrapped up, so he couldn't extend the football that time. They just had him wrapped up. Third and goal at the one. Cole Evans takes it, hands it off. Riley's into the end zone. Touchdown, Islanders with 6.49 to go in the Class A final. Grand Islands back on top, 20-17. to 17. Yeah, and the ebb and flow of a high school football game, Doug. The other sideline right now and all their fans, they're going absolutely crazy. And 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago on the clock, it was this sideline below us that looked like they were going to win by 40. Seven plays, 69 yards. The extra point kick by Wetling is up, and it is no good. And that makes it a three-point game, a five-points bank touchdown, a one-yard run that time from John Riley. Grand Island has the lead with 6.49 to go in the game, 20-17. to But the extra point blocked, and we'll have the kickoff right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. If your last new car dealing resembled a full-contact martial art and not near as much fun... 
Reason Ford in Aurora says, come find out what low-pressure customer-based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Friesen Ford in Aurora are greeting more and more folks by their name. It's called Friendly Friesen. Friesen Ford, Aurora. Folks on NET showing the tribute to Coach Ken Fisher, showing the decals that the Islanders are wearing in tonight's game. They've just got the lead back. Jackson Sykes, another Squib kick, and it would have probably went out of bounds, but it's fielded at the 8, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30-yard line. Burks will be brought down right at the 30, maybe the 29 as well there, Market First down and 10. That's actually some of the worst starting field position that Omaha Burke has had tonight, and they trail again, but their offense has been clicking. And I'm just telling you, I say it to you every time, the better the field position Burke has had, the worse they've done. Doug, they have not converted one of those short fields into points. It's been every time they've gotten the ball in a conventional spot. So we are hitting clutch time here in the Class A final on Power 99 at ESPN Radio. Grand Island's up 20-17. to 17. Chadwick wants to throw, has to double clutch out here to Watts, and they get him behind the line of scrimmage. Great open field tackle out here by Kojo Atikwahu. And they'll lose a couple on the play. He was not the number one option this time. He did want to look right, then he looked left, and he double clutched because he wasn't sure he had anybody open. Yeah, and they had a receiver in the seam that looked like he could have gone to him. Chadwick now on second out in 12 at his own 27-yard line. Takes the snap, hands it to Burks. He'd been running right. Now he'll run left. They just get enough of his jersey to slow him down a little bit. Rodriguez probably kept that from being a huge play. They still got about six on it to the 33-yard line. But Rodriguez had a handful of jersey while he was laying on the ground. And then the Calvary came over and helped out. Yeah, and I'm telling you, they've, I mean, they've probably run that play 25 times tonight, Doug. I mean, it has just been over and over. Burks is over 30 carries on the night, over 160 yards. It's third down and six. Burke at their own 33. And they will fake it to the right. Chadwick wants to run pass option. He's got it out here in the flat. It's complete to his tight end for a first down across the 40 to the 42. Billy Kennedy will move the marker here for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and that's that's just a lookalike play. They made that. They pulled the garden tackle again. They made it all look the same. They just released the receiver into the flat. Yeah, kind of in no man's land that time. Frankel uh, trying to decide which one to play. Good play call there by Lamongi and his staff. They'll hand it to Burke's left side again, and this time he'll get to the 45, maybe the 46. Larry, what did you see out there of that last drive? Everything was off right, and then seam, 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 and Burks was just killing Grand Island. Now they're going left, and they're moving the ball a little bit, but it's left, left the last three handoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, uh, there's nothing by how Grand Island's lining up. They're playing this 3-4 the way they have. Second down and six. Hand it off to Burks this time, the right side, trying to bounce outside, slips a tackle, gets into Grand Island territory, and has the first down at the 46-yard line. A gain of eight. We're down to 4.43 to go in the Class A Championship. Grand Island 20, Omaha Burke 17. Burke missed an extra point kick, converted on the two-pointer. Grand Island just scored and had their extra point blocked. Yeah, this is getting serious, though. You're down inside four and a half minutes, and right now Burke is just grinding Grand Island out. First and 10 in Islander territory, Tyler Chadwick. 
Hands it to Burks off the left side. And again, second effort gets him up to the 41-yard line. He's hit a yard downfield, and he ends up getting five out of the deal. Well, the tough thing is, and it was on that last play, Sextro's got Kyle Sextro has Burks for about a no-yard gain, gives up the play, and then he's down there yelling at himself, and it just happened again. They've got this kid at the point of attack. They can't get him wrapped up. Second out and four. Chadwick wants to throw. Going to go for it all. Hitch and go. Now he decides not to throw. He's going to go down the right sideline. Double coverage. Underthrown. Caught at the nine. Well, legitimately, if Burke's going to score on this, this is going to sound dumb. That's the best thing. If you're not going to get a turnover, leave yourself some time. That's the tight end, Chris Hickman, again. And Again, that was a prayer and a hope right there, but Hickman made a nice comeback play on it because that is not where that ball was intended to go. They were looking to get the ball to Michael Payne, who's been pretty quiet tonight. That was a fabulous catch, Doug. Fabulous catch, no doubt. First and goal at the nine. Hand it to Burke's right side. He's hit at the eight, and he'll keep the legs churning until he gets to the seven. A gain of two, second and goal at the seven. Tick, 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 tick. 3.25 to go in the game. 20 to 17, Grand Island. I said a minute ago, I thought there probably was multiple possessions left in this. There's not. This is it. This will be Burke's probably last one and Grant Allen's last one when the whole thing matters, and there's still a chance. Burke's last meaningful one, you would think. Second and goal at the seven. Chadwick, inside handoff again. Burke's big hole into the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs. At some point, they were going to get that guy into the end zone running the ball that way, Doug. I mean, he's just had an incredible night. He's going to be close to 200 yards. He's over 200 yards now uh, on the night. He's had a big, big day. We've had a back go over 300, 300, 200. We've had a lot of good running back play tonight. Nine plays, 71 yards. Big extra point here to make it four instead of three. And they don't have enough guys on the field, and they're going to have to call timeout for the second time on special teams here in the half. Both of Omaha Burke's timeouts have been used that way. And again, Sometimes you go crazy. You would have to think a 25-yard extra point is not that much more than a 20-yard extra point, but they go ahead and use the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 3.04 remaining in the Class A championship. Burke has just punched it in. It's Omaha Burke 23, Grand Island 20, the extra point when we return. Life is hectic. Schedules are full. Hi, this is Chris Kasky with Home Federal Bank. We've got the tools to make your life easier with convenient online banking, mobile banking, and mobile deposit. Fast, secure, and free. Giving you peace of mind and one less thing to worry about in your busy schedule. We're here for you today. We'll be here tomorrow. And we'll do it together. Build your future at home. Home Federal Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Colin Campen lined up for the extra point here for Omaha Burke to give them a four-point lead. Has already missed one. Snap, good. Kick, high enough, and the kick is good. 3.04 remains in the Class A State Football Championship. A seven-yard run by James Burke, our five-points bank touchdown. Omaha Burke 24, Grand Island 20 on Power 99 at ESPN Radio. Need a medical uniform or accessory? Shop Uniforms and More, the largest family-owned uniform store in the state of Nebraska. If you wear scrubs and your job requires you to wear certain colors at work, 
then uniforms and more in Grand Island is the place for you. With the best selection of solid colors as well as prints in men's and women's styles. Uniforms and more stocks and sizes from extra small to 5X, petites to talls. From shoes to scrubs, you'll find it at Uniforms and More at 4th and Broadwell in Grand Island, open six days a week. We're better together. A team, different skill sets, one goal. From planning to practice to the drive, we all bring something to the playing field. Cornhusker, Toyota, Honda, Grand Island, Nebraska. Our team is dedicated to getting you where you want to go with performance and resale value that come out on top. Together is better. Cornhusker, Toyota, Honda. Proud to offer cars and trucks that stand the test of time. Come see us. Deers Avenue, Grand Island. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you here on Power 99 on ESPN Radio. Before we can even get anything going, we have a flag for illegal procedure. On the kicking team, Omaha Burke. Well, the last drive, Grand Island hit a nice run, and then they followed that up with another nice play. Uh, that has been their offense of the second half. They have the wind at their back. Field goal does them no good. It's touchdown or nothing with 3.04 to go and all their timeouts. Uh, what is the strategy? You have to figure that Burke's going to uh, have a returnable kick here for Grand Island. Yeah, I think so. I think the big deal will be, Doug, uh, what type of lookalike trick play does Grand Allen have? They've got a lot of them, and they pull them out in these times, these games. And the kick. Here's another pooch towards the sideline. He fielded it at the 33, and out of bounds it goes. Again, you got to make a play on that, and that's what Cahoy uh, did. You can't guarantee that it's going to bounce out of bounds. And so Grand Island will start at the 33. Yeah, 33, decent field position. And I think the key is here, with three timeouts, you don't got to go at some crazy blistering pace this fits them uh, a three minute drive for a touchdown through the season they probably have a bajillion of them you know what I mean it's probably uh, they're more of a three or four minute two to three minute touchdown drive team than they are a five or six wouldn't you agree I think so they have always found a way to hit a big play and we're ready to go twins in the backfield fake the handoff option pitch trouble oh my goodness Nowhere to go, a loss of one, and the running back hit as he gets the football there. And Frankel did a great job of just holding on to the football, but only a couple times have they shown that formation a little bit easier to pick up for Burke. Well, it was really good. Actually, what Burke did is they changed the coverage. They brought the corner down and put the safety over the top of the receiver. Second and 11, down the seam. Frankel gets his head taken off, but he caught the ball. At the 46-yard line, first and 10, he got jarred. Yeah, I'm not so sure that shouldn't have been targeting an add 15. And I really do mean that. He got lit up. He got helmet to helmet by both kids. Absolutely no doubt that he was waxed that time by Geo Maynard. Screen. Screen pass out here to the 50-yard line, and not much more than that, a four-yard gain to Riley. And the clock reads 216. Is there a timeout there? Oh, there's a flag down. Yep. Might be a legal man downfield. Most generally, those screens are supposed to end up behind the line of scrimmage. No holding on Grand Island. So what will Lamanji do? Will he back him up or make him eat the down? They definitely back him up here because there was positive yards on it. They'll mark it down. 
at the 38-yard line. So it'll be first down and need to get into Burke territory at the 46. So got some work to do here. First and about 17. Evans with four wideouts. Delay drawn another penalty flag. All-star. On a wide receiver, it appears, for Grand Island. Yeah, so many times that happens. Those guys are so fired up, and they want to get into their route. It, it happens way more than you think. So first and 22. Clock running. will be under two minutes by the time Grand Island snaps it. It's 24-20 Omaha Burke. Grand Island was up 14-3 at the half. Are there, are there any more rabbits in the hat, Doug? First and 22 at their own 34. Evans trying to set middle screen. It's picked off right into the lineman's hand, trying to get it to Frankel. And Omaha Burke has picked it off with Turner. That's a big dude. That's a big guy. Got that interception, Doug. Terrell Turner never even thinking he's got a chance to catch a football. And he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, just they were trying to set up a middle screen. He was actually getting blocked back. Oh, boy. Very similar to the game we just saw in D1 where Burwell turned it over at about this exact same spot on the field with a fumble. Of course, they were on the other, they were on the plus side. Grand Allen has all their timeouts, but Burke probably just needs a first down. First and 10 at the 34. And so they'll give it to Burks. Already over 200 yards rushing, and he finds a seam inside the 30 to the 27. It is amazing how Grand Island is getting to the point of attack, and then Burks gets six yards, seven yards after they get to the point of attack. It's something you just don't see. Yeah, they can't get him to the ground, Doug. That's for sure. I'm not so sure that Burke doesn't score another touchdown here. And Grand Island... We'll use a timeout after that seven-yard gain. Second and three, Burke at the Islander 27, 139 to go. Burke 24, Grand Island 20. Burke looking for their first state championship. They've been here three times. We're here in 2011. Grand Island hadn't been here since 1990. And they're looking for their first state title and their only second-only state title since 1978. And it looked like they were in good shape until Chenan, or excuse me, Chadwick hooked up with Watts on a 62 and a 37-yard touchdown pass on back-to-back possessions in the second half of the third quarter. Second and three. Islanders need something good to happen again out of that pistol. Chadwick hands it to Burks. Burks right side trying to find the hole. And he's going to be tripped up short of the first down, but he's going to be only a yard away. Again, he's tripped up but falls forward inside the 25. It'll be third and a half a yard. And Grand Island elects not to use the timeout, and they use it late. They will use it right here. That's a bad situation too, Larry, because you you, you got to use it, but you know you don't want to use it. Yeah, I mean, that's you're kind of dinged if you do and dinged if you don't there. We'll take the timeout with them. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 24-20, Omaha Burke, 123 to go. New Beginnings Family Services in Grand Island is a very proud supporter of the Islanders. Good luck tonight. You guys have worked very hard to get to Memorial Stadium. New Beginnings Family Services believes that empowering children, families, and individuals through teaching, hope, support, and encouragement. We see children, adolescents, and adults. We also accept all major insurance and all Medicaid. 
We're also currently accepting new clients. Call today and see how we can help you get new beginnings. When we are done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. But Omaha Burke has two cracks to get a half a yard and win a state championship. Yeah, because there will be no field goal try. What a great football game, Doug. Omaha Burke making the comeback. And James Burke, 38 carries, 219 yards. He wants 220 right here. As he lines up directly behind his quarterback, Chadwick. On third and a half yard, they give it to him. He's hit, and this time they might have actually stopped him. Yeah, he's going to be just short. It's going to be fourth and the same thing we just did. Let's see. If they go by the side judge on the Grand Island side, then I think we have fourth. If they go by the side judge over here on the Omaha Burke side, they may have it. Wemhoff makes the tackle, and Coach Tomlin wants to know, what do we got here? Still no indication. Are they going to bring the chains in? It looks like that is exactly what they're going to do, bringing chains out just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. And a very important measurement here. It's a first down. Waiting to get the chains untangled and short by the nose of the football. And Omaha Burke now, uh, quarterback Tyler Chadwick, Looks at the sideline and said, let's just go. 115 to go in the game. Burke 24, Grand Island 20. If they fall forward, they win state. If they can't, Grand Island gets the ball. And the Islanders will use the timeout right here. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We'll see what happens when we return. Welcome to Greg Young Auto, where we proudly serve drivers throughout Nebraska and Iowa. By offering a superior selection of Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram vehicles, as well as unbeatable service. For nearly 20 years, the Greg Young name has been synonymous not only with one of the most comprehensive inventories around, but also with caring for our customers like family. Stop by and experience the many ways we'll go the extra mile for you. Greg Young Auto is a very proud supporter of the Islanders and good luck at state football. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, thanks so much for making Power 99 at ESPN Radio your home for tonight's Class A State Championship, ESPN 1460 and 1550, the exclusive radio home of the Nebraska State Football Championships. Larry, do they try anything different, or do you run the same play? I actually make it look the same. I have my quarterback keep it out the back door. He might score. It is fourth and inches for Omaha Burke. If they convert and they're staying out of the pistol... They will win the state championship. Hard count. Grand Island might have jumped. They're saying it was an offensive lineman from Burke. I don't think so. No, Burke's backing up. Let's find out on the discussion here. We may have a differing of opinions from the two linemen. The linemen's already moved the ball back, and the referee says, hold on. Coach T is just beside himself. So's Lamangi. Boy, I hate to see it come down to this. Well, the officials have had such a big role in this game, it makes sense. And they're going to call it on the offense. And so now, instead of fourth and inches, it's fourth and five yards and an inch. 
Does that change what you no, do? No, in fact, I probably run the same play. I mean, this guy's ran the ball today for 219 yards. Because even if you don't get it here, they're out of timeouts, and there's a minute left in the game. Referee actually threw his flag for the false start. I think your side judge was going to call offside. So same here we formation. go. Fourth and five. Chadwick and Burks in the backfield. He's going to throw a slant pattern to Watts. Complete. First down. And Omaha, Burke, Watts still trying to get yards inside the 20 to the 17. And with 1.07 to go, the Islanders are out of timeouts, and Burke has to snap it safely twice to win their first ever state title. Yeah, and that's just, you know, you want to say that's a gutsy call, but it's really not, Doug, simply because, again, you're going to give it to Grant Allen with just a minute left and no timeouts. That's a really good call. I mean, Watts is going to have 11 catches tonight for 159 yards, Doug. Two touchdowns, two-point conversion. He has been the player of the game once they decided to go to him as they get in victory formation. Chadwick will take it, take an E. They should have to snap it one more time. I don't know if they'll have to. They've got to hold this for 10 seconds before they can blow it live. No, he just went ahead and blew it early. Well, the last two years, the Class A final has come down to the last minute, and both times it went to the Metro, unfortunate for the Tri-Cities teams. And Chadwick takes it, kneels it, and the time will run down as he grabs the ball and tosses it into the air, and Omaha Burke rallies from a 14-3 halftime deficit to deny Grand Island their first state championship in 40 years as Omaha Burke wins it 24-20 over Grand Island in a great high school football game here today at Memorial Stadium. Coming up the New West Post game show, but Larry, uh, you watch your alma mater out here fight and fight and fight, and we knew how good Omaha Burke was, and it was a special player in Xavier Watts. Just like the run game last year from Omaha North, the Thunder and Lightning took it down the field. Watts was the man that they were able to utilize here in the second half. Yeah, and, and, and you may not believe this. There's no massive disappointment in me or anything like that because Grant Allen came out here and competed, and they've they've done that. Carney competed. Bat, or uh, Sports in general didn't weren't invented, and they don't end at York. Uh, you know, we can play out in outstate Nebraska, too, and Grand Island competed all the way through here, I thought. Very game. They showed a lot of class at the end there in the two victory formations, not acting like ding-dongs. Uh, 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 they allowed them to kneel it. They were shaking the hands of the, the Burke players in between. I thought that was good. What a great football game, Doug. I mean, what a treat to be able to, you and I, be able to do this game. Last year's was the same. Of course, you wish the uh, outcome would be different with from either one. But, I mean, this was a physical football game that was very, very hard fought. And as you said, it took a special performance. I mean, when it's, it's you have a lot of receivers that end up with 14 and a half yard averages. They just don't catch 11 of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you take a back that gets it 39 times for 219. I mean... It was a special effort, and Burke is supposed to. I mean, they've got all these D1 kids. I get it. 29-30, time of possession for Burke, 18-30 for Grand Island. 75 plays to 55 plays in this football game. Burke controlled the second half of this football game. And that's the key. I really felt like 
holding Burke still to 24 points. Understand they averaged 38 points a night, Doug. I thought Grant Allen's defense played well enough. Their offense gave them nothing in the second half, uh, literally two plays uh, in the second half. They just didn't give them anything. Um, I think there's lots of reasons for that, but uh, uh, the offense is really kind of just and, – and, and that happens to us sometimes, you know. Um, and as a head coach, and I'm the offensive uh, coordinator and the play caller, there are nights that I have to look at my defense and apologize. That uh, you know, those coaches, I, you guys did your job and we didn't, and that's always a stinker. But that's how it works. All right, we will be back with the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats to wrap up day one of the state football championships here on KKPR FM. Carney, Grand Island Hastings, Power 99, along with KICS Hastings and KXPN AM Carney. Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Stay with us. Oh my, the offers of buy three, get one free, free financing, free installation. Franchise companies think Nebraskans are gullible. You know nothing is free. Don't trust the free offers. Call the company with the reputation for the best product available and the best price up front, Obermiller Seamless. Obermiller Seamless offers the best in beautiful seamless steel siding and energy-efficient windows and doors professionally installed, saving you a lot of money without the phony carnival tent deals. It's easy. Just go to ObermillerSeamless.com or call for a no-pressure quote. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also Located in Sutton. Doug Dudel, Larry Baker, back at the West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Here are the final stats that I had and the official final stats for tonight's football game for Grand Island. Cole Evans, 17 of 25, 158 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And rushing the football, Caleb Frankel, 8 carries, 63 yards. John Riley, 11 carries, 55 yards, and two touchdowns. Tebow Sykes, 4 carries for 51 yards. Cole Evans, 5 carries, 4 yards. Carson Cahoy, 1 carry, negative 2. And then the bad punt, Jurgens Meyer, uh, knocked down behind the line of scrimmage for negative 9. 30 rushing attempts, 162 yards on the ground, 158 yards in the air, 320 yards of total offense for Grand Island. They had seven penalties tonight for 51 yards. Taking a look at some of the other uh, numbers in this football game, time of possession, we told you 29.5 to 18.5. Grand Island on the wrong side of that. Third down conversions, 3 of 11, 1 of 4 on fourth. Grand Island had just 12 first downs. In this football game, the leading receiver, Timo Sykes, had six carries for 34 yards. Frankel had 48 yards receiving on three receptions. 17 uh, catches by seven different players tonight for Grand Island. For Omaha Burke, Tyler Chadwick, 17 out of 24, 238 yards, two touchdowns. Both of those to Xavier Watts. Watts, 11 catches, 159 yards, 
and the two touchdowns. So running the football, James Burke, 39 carries, 219 yards and a touchdown, and they barely gave it to anybody else. The quarterback, Tyler Chadwick, seven carries, negative two. Jalen Roussel had two carries, three yards, and they had the bad punt for a negative 22. 51 rushes, 195 yards on the ground, 238 through the air, 433 yards of total offense in this football game with the majority of that coming in the second half. They had 160 at half, so 273 in the second half. Yeah, and and it just was a matter of uh, really staying true to who they were and how they wanted to do things. Doug, and it would have been that way more in the first half had they not made the mistakes. They just made, they put themselves in and three and five positions with the chains and would make mistakes where the penalties came out. Those That didn't happen in the second half. Again, 10 penalties, but only 51 yards of total offense. Right. Uh, they were 4 of 13 on third down, 2 of 5 on fourth down. As we said, they dominated the time of possession in the football game today. Taking a look at what happened defensively, uh, Caleb Frankel, 14 tackles. Sam Sims and Jack Wemhoff, 13. Alex Rodriguez, 11. Brock Douglas and Kean Wentling, had nine. Xavier Watts actually ended up tying with Billy Kennedy for eight tackles. Geo Maynard and Doherty each had seven tackles in the ball game for Omaha Burke. Burke had one sack in the football game, no sacks in the football game for Grand Island. Yeah, and, and the deal was, when you really look at this, Burke had two guys that Grand Island couldn't handle in the running back and uh, in Watts. We'll take your final break and wrap things up here from Memorial Stadium in the Class A State Championship. Omaha Burke 24, Grand Island 20 right after this on the New West Post Game Show. Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, and those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community and they're going to be able to make a difference and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile and it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech-language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Well, the first day is in the books, and we expected a good one in A. We probably got better games in the D1 and D2 finals than maybe we're expected on paper. Overall, Larry, not a bad day. Although the D2 final ended up being a little lopsided, Johnson Brock 56 to 26 over Mullen. Mullen was up 20 to nothing in that ball game. A fantastic game in D1 where Creighton edges Burwell 32 to 30, and a very entertaining football game here where Omaha Burke just uh, won the second half a lot bigger than Grand Island won the first half, and they went at 24-20. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, day one now in the books. Holy smokes, what a great day one. And coming right back here in the morning, Doug, and that C2 game is going to be good. It's the two teams everybody said was on a collision course all year. They're going to see each other 
uh, is Centennial fast enough to catch Dylan Couts? And can Norfolk Catholic keep up with all of the different scheme from Centennial? And then in the C1 game, you get the one that everybody thinks is going to be lopsided because of Aurora's ability to score. But I'm just telling you, I've seen the film from the Chanticleers. Doug, they're mean, they're tough, they're just kind of like that Burwell team, kind of like this Grand Island team, in a sense that they don't have all this stuff that blows you off the page, but you don't want to meet them somewhere because they're going to bloody your nose, and it might not stop bleeding. Well, you have to think one of the West teams will win tomorrow. They did go 0-3 today, uh, although they all showed showed they showed up and and played tough especially here in these last two games so we'll be on the air for all three games tomorrow on espn 1460 and 1550 and on com. our internet streaming brought to you by barney insurance 10 o'clock on the air then the c2 game between norfolk catholic and centennial 230 on the air c1 game between ord and aurora seven o'clock tomorrow night on the air class b omaha scott and scott's bluff Again, James Burks runs for 219 yards. Tyler Chadwick throws for 238 yards, 159 of those to Xavier Watts. And Omaha Burke able to defeat Grand Island 24-20 in tonight's Class A State Football Championship game. For our producer engineer, Cassie Sloan and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, where they are about ready to hand out the trophy. Let's go to the public address announcer, Rich Broderson, and let you hear the award presentation here to the Grand Island Islanders. For the third time in history, they will be the Class A runner-up. For the Athletes School, here is the 2018 NSA Class A State Football Runner-Up Trophy. Congratulations, Grand Island High School. Again, the final, Omaha Burke 24, Grand Island 20. From Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, this is Doug Duda saying good night, everyone. Every day you rise early, sip your coffee, pull on your boots, and go to work. And the team at Pioneer is with you. When you're choosing which product to plant on which part of which field, we're with you. When you're plotting out your planting schedule as winter turns to spring, We're there, too. And when you climb into the combine to harvest another bumper crop, there's no question where we are. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. The preceding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.